Wings another Classic Sports presentation. Classic's 98.9 Sports presents high school football. Murray will go in motion from left to right. They'll run toss sweep that way. Little hole, 30-35, open down the right sideline, 50. Foot race, 40, 30, and breaking the tackle at the 20. Touchdown, Carney High, Miko Mazner, 71 yards. Tonight, the state football playoffs conclude in Lincoln with the Class A championship as the Kearney Bearcats battle the Omaha North Vikings. High school football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hit Sports Club. Gabe Hines, a 24-yarder from the right hash. We're ready to go for the state final. The snap, good. Placement, good. Kick on the way. The kick is good. And the Carney Bearcats are going to the 2017 Class A state championship game. 25-23 over the Creighton Prep Junior Jays. Omaha North is making their fifth appearance in the last six seasons in the state final. Carney looks to avenge their last loss in last year's quarterfinals to North and claim their second state championship in school history. It's the Vikings and Bearcats coming up next, but for Studio Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln with KKBR Sports Director Doug Duda, Larry Baker, and Monty Kratenstein right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. The 2017 Nebraska State High School football championships are down to one game, and it's the game we care about the most here in Kearney. It is the Kearney Bearcats and the Omaha North Vikings. The Bearcats have come through the season undefeated, setting at number one at 12-0. Omaha North had been towards the top of the rankings until being upset in the final week of the season by Lincoln Pius X, and they come in with a record of 11-1 and on the season. The Bearcat fans already in full go mode on a cool, crisp night for football action here at Memorial Stadium. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein, our producer-engineer Stacy Johns in the warm confines of our studios in Kearney. And we're so glad you're with us here on Classic Hits 98.9 and ESPN 1460 and 1550. Our game can also be heard on the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Kearney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. It's just an excitement factor, and Larry, we've been here for all five of the first games. We had a competitive game in the C2 final this afternoon, but really none of the games have been all that close. You've seen some dominating performance after the first quarter in most of these five games so far. Yeah, Doug, it's been a great state finals, but this one really, since Sunday afternoon when we left, you know, when you go to the family Thanksgiving and you know that it's going to be kind of a fun day and, you know, it's what you get to do and you get to eat some good food, but you know that one relative is bringing that awesome dessert that you only get once a year and you can't wait for, that's what's been looking forward to this game has been for us. Well, and you take a look at one of what may be a, a kind of a staggering statistic. The percentages lean this way. But since Carney won the state football championship here over Omaha Westside in 2006, 
there has only been one non-Metro team to even make the state championship game, and that was Lincoln Southeast winning it back in 2011. Everything else has been an all-Metro final, sometimes an all-Millard final, and now Omaha North has been here five of the last six years, and they want to bounce back Monty Krasenstein off an embarrassing loss in last year's final against Bellevue West, where coming in, many people considered them the favorite. When you think of Omaha North, you think of tradition. You know, as you said, five of the last six finals, good, tough, hard-nosed football. They are built for nights like this, cold, crisp games where it's going to be big boy high school football. As you mentioned, though, last year they were embarrassed. Uh, They were humbled by that state finals. They weren't the best team in that state finals. And ever since that finals game last year, their mantra and workouts and talking to their assistant coaches has been, uh, let's do something about it. Let's make people forget about last year. The challenge for Carney is to answer that drive, that motivation, because they have their own magical year going. Monty, let me ask you this question. If you took the names off the front of the jerseys here tonight and just put Team A against Team B, what would people think about this matchup? Hmm. Um, I think it's a very, very even matchup. I think the styles lend itself very well to an exciting football game because the styles are actually similar. Styles are based on running the football based on tough physical football. And so I don't think there's a whole lot of difference. I think Carney has the team in Class A that matches up to Omaha North from a team speed standpoint, and that's usually where the outstate teams struggle against some of the Metro teams. Larry, how different are these two teams than the one that met in the quarterfinals last year, the last time that Kearney High lost, and were fairly dominated by Omaha North? Yeah, they're incredibly different. A couple of things that are the same. Omaha North does not throw the ball very well. They didn't last year either. Omaha North is not as good up front as they were last year. Carney, it couldn't be more different. You only have two starters that returned from that team, Doug, that lost to Carney, uh, or excuse me, that beat Carney um, in the state quarterfinals last year. I think they're very, very different teams. Well, we're going to find out what the coaches have to say. Larry Martin, we've had a chance to probably talk to him as almost any of the radio guys across the state uh, as they get ready to try and win another state championship here. And Kearney head football coach Brandon Cool as well. There wasn't a whole lot of new things to talk about except his scouting report, but kind of a lot of things to cover because no matter what, it is the last game of the year. Yeah, and, and Larry Martin, you have to understand, Doug, Omaha North, as incredible of a school uh, as that is with with regard to be able to draw athletes, they had never been to a state final. This tradition is very, very small. It's only six years old as far as this type of success. This guy is one of the good guys in the state of Nebraska. He's a great guy, and he's done a fabulous job at Omaha North. He was one of the first guys that coached the Shrine Bowl when it came to Kearney as well. Monty? No, I absolutely agree. You know, he's just absolutely, Larry Martin's a class act. And, you know, I looked through their list of assistant coaches, even from Damon Benning and, and a guy by the name of Lonnie Tapp. Lonnie Tapp was a longtime Omaha Benson coach who took that team with Randy Stella uh, long ways into the state finals when Omaha Benson did not have a tradition. These are guys who are good people. Uh, they're easy to cheer for. It's just that tonight we aren't cheering for them. Well, we will find out more coming up with a 7:15 kick here on Classic Hits and ES. PN Radio. When we come back, we'll hear from the coaches Larry Martin of Omaha North, Brandon Cool of Kearney High, as we continue on the New Tech Seed pregame show ahead of the 2017 Class A State Final. 
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show as we get ready for the final state football championship game on this Tuesday night, and it's the one in our area everybody's been looking forward to. And, of course, Class A is what a lot of people want to watch as well. It's been pretty entertaining over the last few years. And Omaha North getting ready to battle the Kearney Bearcats. North head coach Larry Martin joining us. And, Coach, this has become a regular occurrence for your football team, and uh, you have played Grand Island and Kearney so much. Uh, it seems like you play them about every other week. But, again, congratulations on your run here through the playoffs. Yeah, you know, that's two uh two fine uh football programs and two great communities and we're very fortunate to have the opportunity to to uh you know, compete against them and um it should be a great night. Thank you. Larry, do you and your coaching staff because the kids are different, but do you and your coaching staff get a moment to realize the accomplishment that you guys have done here taking your team to the finals five of the last six years? Well, I think at some point in time we'll uh you know, when the dust settles a little bit, you know, uh, we'll get a chance to, to um, you know, think about that. But um, at this particular time, it's a new group of young men, and, and uh, our coaches uh, have done an excellent job of preparing these guys. And, and uh, it's just um, their mindset is, is it's a, a new challenge and, and a great opportunity for us to, to uh, prepare our kids. Larry, let's kind of start here before we talk about how you got to this point. It probably started one year ago uh, when things did not go your way against Jalen Bradley and and Bellevue West. Uh, You were such a heavy favorite for most people, and we know West had a good football team, but it obviously did not go well for you in last year's state championship. What did you and the returning kids take out of that game, and was it one of those fuel-your-fire summer off-season workout things, or was that left in the past and this was a new year? Yeah, you know, we certainly uh, were disappointed and a little bit embarrassed and uh, a little bit humbled, obviously, by the way that we played last year down near down there in Lincoln. But, um, you know, I, I say this, you know, the kids uh, live in the here and now. The coaches, you know, we've been around this for a while, and obviously uh, we were not very happy uh, how our, our team played, especially in the second half of that football game. We didn't handle adversity very well, but obviously that was a – a very talented football team that we played last year. And, and, um, um, but you know, not a lot, Doug, you know, we just, we, we, uh, this is a new group of young men, uh, trying to, uh, you know, solidify themselves and, and, uh, don't think that we, you know, but I've said this, you know, this generation of kids, at least, uh, you know, in our, uh, you know, in, uh, where we're at, um, you know, the, we can sit here and talk about adversity, but until it actually happens and you, you get your hands on it and deal with it like we did after the Lincoln Pius football game, you know, uh, um, you know, if you channel your energy and channel your, 
resources in the right direction, uh, everything will work itself out. Larry Martin's the head football coach at Omaha North, and he's joining us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show as we get ready for the Class A final. Coach, uh, every coach across the state would like to have half of one of your running backs, and you have got such an incredible uh, tandem there with uh, Sarba and Xander Gray. How do you decide? How do you keep them both happy? How do you decide where the ball's going? It's an incredible feat that these two young men have uh, been able to accomplish this year. Well, our office of coaches, there's a high level of trust between those two young, all of our players on offense. And uh, but you know, especially our running backs, they know that uh, uh, number one, they're very humble. Uh, they, they got the big picture uh, in it in in itself there. But uh, you know, our coaches do a great job of communicating the kids, and uh, uh, they just manage the football game. And they, especially this time of the year, that they both know what. Uh, both of them are you can kind of get a feel during the game and, and they 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 understand that and and um you know i'll give you the example of last week when we went for two against uh uh you know burke uh, when we scored our second to last touchdown you know milton wanted to go for two and then he was also the same one hmm. that told us to put in xander from the one and a half yard line you know so just two great kids uh very humble um and uh we're very blessed to have both those young men on our football team but we believe it starts up front. Uh, our coaches do a great job of developing those uh, those kids, and uh, you know, and our fullbacks. And uh, year in and year out, I think that we, uh, you know, uh, do a great job with that. And, and then obviously, you got to have some uh, talented kids back there in the backfield. But uh, Coach O'Neill and Coach Thurston and Coach Lonnie Tapp, they do a great job of uh, developing those kids. We're talking with Omaha North head football coach Larry Martin. Coach, I guess that takes us into what Carney fans probably want to know, and maybe most of Class A as we get ready for the game tonight. What's the difference between the football team that's taking the field tonight and the one that took the field last year, and even in the second round last year against Carney High? Well, I, you know, this this group of young men is you know completely different. You know, uh, it's it's a new group of kids. I, I I'm not saying one's better than the other. I we're a little bit more battle tested, I guess, is what I would tell you this year. You know, last year we were, you know, we kept talking to our kids about this and that, and then we'd 35 point rule somebody, you know, and it was like, geez, Larry, do you even know what the heck you're talking about anymore? You know, and, and then we obviously faced it in the finals and obviously we didn't handle it very well, but this group of, this uh, group of young men and this team is, you know, we've been battle tested. We, 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 we haven't really blown very many teams out. We've had to come from behind in a few wins and, and uh, you know, lost a game, and so uh, you know, just uh, just excited about them, and and uh, you know, I think that they're going to be a group of kids that's just going to compete hard uh, Tuesday night, you know, and, and against a phenomenal football team that deserves all the allocates that they got. Brandon and his staff do a phenomenal job out there, and what an awesome year that they've had, and a very talented group of young men that they have out there. I think Carney High is probably a whole lot different to say, hey, how, how are they different from last year? Because they only had two returning starters, so they're a, a very, some people would think, different football team. What are you seeing in the Bearcats? Well, the first thing that I see to them is, is the number one thing that sticks out to me right away is, is that they just play extremely hard for their community out there. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Carney. I got some of my good friends that are here in Omaha that I've gotten to know that are from there, and I know – how important, uh, um, you know, just the, the, the community is to their high school, and, and they just play extremely hard, um, number one, and that, that's never changed. Uh, number two, they're, they're well coached. 
uh, play with high level of fundamentals and, uh, uh, you know, and then, like I said, number three, they're just talented. You know, they're, I could go on and on about some of their players, but uh, they're well coached on defense. They're, you know, you got to find a way to stay ahead of the chains against them offensively. You know, they got some awfully talented kids at the skill position and, and uh, you know, uh, the kind of runs through their quarterback, at least what we believe. He's a very uh, uh, solid young man. He doesn't make any mistakes, and he just, you know, takes advantage of every opportunity. And, and um, you know, they got good size up front on both sides of the ball. I'm, not, I'm terrible at names, so I apologize <laughs> about that. But they got the two-time state champion, what I know, at nose guard. He's a, he's a, a very good football player. So big challenges for us, no question. Uh, but they just uh, leave it all on the field. And, I, you know, as I get a little bit older, I enjoy watching teams play like that because you can see how hard that they play um, uh, for their community and their school and, and how important that is to them. Last minute here with Larry Martin, Omaha North, as we get ready for the Class A state final. Coach, uh, Carney has not allowed – I mean, many people believe they are the best defense in the state. If you're the best in A, you're going to be the best in the state. But – Creighton Prep is probably the one team that maybe exposed some things. They're so big up front, and when they stuck to the run game both times, it worked for them. How much of that do you use? You say, hey, this this is what's going to work. Is is that the game plan tonight? Well, here, what I would tell you is, is we're going to do what we do. Um, that's not going to change too much. I mean, we have a few wrinkles, just like I'm sure that they do, but <laughs> – you know, Brandon's staff and them, they're, they're good at obsessing their uh, football team. And, and, and uh, you know, like we all say, you know, you know what your strengths are. You want to build on those. You know what your weaknesses are. And you want to, you know, improve on those as much as you can. So, the, you know, every game is a new matchup. So just because school A, B, or C was able to do some things against the team doesn't mean that you're going to be able to come in there and do those. I just know that we are going to have to play extremely hard, uh, very disciplined, uh, for four quarters to um, be able to compete with a very high-caliber football team in Kearney High School. And finally, Coach, uh, let's just ask the question that probably everybody still wants to know about. What happened against Pius, and how did that, I don't know, refocus all the things that uh, us in the media want to know about? How did that change the outlook going into the postseason? Well, the bottom line about Pius is they outplayed us. Um, you know, that's high school sports, you know. I just had Jimmy Burrow here from Ohio. You know, they beat the number one team in the MAC conference, and then they turn around and lose to one of the bottom teams in the conference, you know. Uh, uh, so they, we went down there, and, and um, we we didn't uh, maybe have a – not maybe, we didn't prepare that well that week. And uh, we walked into a place that uh, was very hungry to, to play Omaha North, and, and uh, we just got outplayed that night. And, and you know what, but – what I try to tell people is, is I've got a phenomenal staff, and, and it's uh, good for, for us to, to have those types of things happen because our coaches do such a great job of, of uh, you know, rebounding our kids. So, um, you know, uh, it, it just uh, it's one of those things if you don't use them as a learning experience. But, you know, I, I'm not uh, going to say anything, you know, about injuries, game plans. You know, pious kids deserve to win that football game, and they played – better uh, better than us on that particular evening and uh, hats off to them and and um but more importantly for us is is it refocused us and um we didn't want to have that type of feeling again and we went back to work and we played pretty good football since then
Well, we could probably talk another half hour because it's always great talking with you, Coach. Appreciate the time you've given us uh, over the last few seasons as this little bit of rivalry continues. And, again, congratulations on playing on the final night of the season once again. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, we're just, like I said, we're very fortunate and uh, uh, to be in this opportunity, and I, I can't emphasize it enough of how much respect I have from a variety of different levels for the community of Kearney and, and especially lately how they've embraced the, the Shrine Bowl out there. It just speaks volumes of uh, the commitment that that community has to the student-athletes, and we're very fortunate to have an opportunity to, to go out and play them and showcase our kids against uh, one of the best teams in the state of Nebraska. So thank you. That is the head football coach of Omaha North, Larry Martin, and we will be back and chat with Carney coach Brandon Cool as we get ready for the Class A State Football Championship right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here, and from my first day 18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver, and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me and it just relaxes me and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Back on the New Tech Seed pregame show here from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln as Carney High goes for their second ever state football championship. And we are joined by the head coach, Brandon Cool. And coach, uh, you get a little extra time with the way the uh, setup is, uh, three, four extra days here to work from the semifinal to the championship game. Uh, how, how has that changed things from when you prepared for this 11 years ago? Yeah, it's really worked out well for us. Uh, anytime you're playing a physical team, I can creating prep in the semifinals, we probably needed an extra couple of days just to kind of get our bodies back in tune to uh, get them back on the practice field. Uh, we took uh, Monday, and we just walked through some things on Tuesday and Wednesday, completely took Thursday off last week. And so we've got into our regular routine, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or four days before the game. And it's, uh, I tell you what, it's really worked out uh, uh, to the best of, uh, of our knowledge. Brandon, how long did it take you, and then how long did it take the kids to come down off the high of that last play, the field goal that uh, sent you into the state finals? You know what, from a kid's perspective, they need to ride that wave as much as they can. That's a, what a terrific opportunity. Those are memories those kids will never, ever forget. And then to see the celebration and smile on their face and have some adversity, especially there in the second half, to go down you know, almost uh, 70 65, 70 yards, and kick a game-winning field goal. You can dream about that as a young kid. You dream about that in the coaching profession. And for it to uh, happen for us against Creighton Prep was a terrific, uh, terrific atmosphere for, for our kids and our program and our community and our school. Um, from my perspective, it's, uh, you always enjoy every, uh, every victory the night before. And bright and early, uh, 6 o'clock, 6.30 the next day, I was – uh, up and ready to go and getting ready for uh, Omaha North. So uh, it's too bad we can't uh, we can't enjoy uh, victories like that uh, 
a little bit longer. But uh, it's back to work and uh, get ready for the state final game. We're talking with Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats, getting ready for the state championship game here against Omaha North. Gabe has not been perfect. Uh, no kid is, but obviously the quarterback and the kicker, they, they stand out when something goes wrong. Have you been working on anything with Gabe? Has he been working on anything that gave you the utmost confidence in that last kick? No, we had perfect confidence in him, and things just didn't go his way, uh, especially um, uh, extra point-wise, a couple extra points, and then the right field goal right there uh, um, was uh, a great way to uh, – relieve all those anxieties that you had throughout the entire game so no we're he knows what he needs to do we briefly talked about it there's not a group of of uh, uh of players or a group of coaches that have more confidence than gabe hines and and rightfully so great prep called two timeouts to try to ice him and there was no doubt about it when it left his foot that baby was going to go through the upright so uh, uh we're going to continue to turn him loose and he just needs to kind of uh, understand the environment a little bit, and you'll be just fine on that state final football game. You talked about the physicality. Uh, once again, Davis Skiles went out. You had a couple of other kids that uh, came out for a few plays. Give us the overall health of the team for this final game. No, we're we're, we're healthy and ready to go. Davis uh, Davis uh, will, will will not play in the uh, football game. Uh, he did tear his uh, ACL, so he is he is out of commission. But you know, from from our perspective, we're We've got everybody healed up and ready to go, so we're going to pin our ears back and turn them loose on, on Tuesday night. We're talking with the head coach of the Carney Bearcats in uh, Brandon Cool. As you take a look at the way this year has developed, everybody wants to go big picture here now that we've got some time to talk about it, uh, and we've talked about it, from the two returning starters to making it into the state championship and in between, undefeated. It doesn't seem, outside of a couple in, in, injuries, that you guys have had to overcome a ton of adversity. I'm sure you have a different look at that. What's some of the adversity this team had to overcome outside of the injuries? Well, I think the key part is you analyze uh, your preseason stuff. You, um, any type of adversity that you have, you got to try to figure out where you're going to put some of these kids and what position they're going to fit in your offense or defense or special teams. And then you get into the first few games of the year, which is we consider our non-district uh, opportunities against Grand Island and Lincoln East and North Platte. We have a brand-new team. We had an inexperienced group coming into the season. And, um, it's one of those things where you, you, you analyze on, hey, do we, do we have the, the, the right uh, scheme going for these guys? Do we have these guys in the right spot? You make some adjustments along the way and to get yourself prepared for the district competition. Uh, adversity-wise, um, you, you have your back against the wall uh, uh, right before halftime at the, in the first crate prep game. And can your, your defense bend a little bit, but will they break on that goal line stand? To, so to have that goal line stand was a great confidence builder uh, towards the end of the football season. And then you get uh, a lot of things unraveled for a lot of other teams uh, the last week of the season where we thought we'd probably be the third, maybe the fourth seed, and then a couple upsets occurred. We ended up being the number one seed in the state football playoffs, which uh, – definitely shocked us we felt like we got three home games we got three tremendous draws that we felt like we could uh, match up extremely well with those teams and uh, and then uh, you know there's some things from injuries perspective uh, adversity perspective more so in the semi-final game where they just kept running the ball right at us for us to go down the field with two minutes and 40 seconds left in the game to kick a field goal um, you know we had adversity almost the entire second half so We've had a lot of experiences throughout the entire season. 
some good and some bad, and we're going to kind of rally the whole group of experiences to uh, kind of put our eggs in this basket at the, at the state finals. Well, Brandon, you touched on it, and it seems to be the overwhelming theme that we all want to talk about is the one thing that has uh, maybe given you some trouble defensively is teams that are big up front run a run over you, and Creighton Prep uh, was one of those teams, and Omaha North over the years has been one of those teams, except now they've got two dynamic backs. What are you expecting uh, from Omaha North and, and the way that they might physically want to bring it at you? They're Omaha North not going to change a thing. They're going to line up in their uh, eye formation, their power sets, and they're going to run right downhill with those two terrific eye backs. they got guys up front that are going to base us, and so we got to do a great job of playing off of blocks in order for us to uh, uh, you know, stop them before they get started. And then they're going to come off and uh, give us some play-action look off of uh, uh, some of this run game stuff, and our receivers got to be uh, ready to rock and roll. We have to get pressure on the quarterback if they want to run any play action stuff. So uh, it, they're not going to change anything as uh, as we prepare for uh, for this week's practice. Brandon, cool with us for another couple minutes here, getting ready for the state championship. I want to talk fourth quarter uh, with you, Coach. Your team, as you mentioned, uh, made the great two-minute drive, trailing in the fourth quarter for the first time all year, while Omaha North has actually had to come back, including last week, quite a few times in the fourth quarter. So what did you see from uh, their, I don't know, stamina uh, aspect? And you haven't had to be in that uh, spot until last week in the fourth quarter. They've been living on the edge just a tad bit. Uh, I know they had to come back in midseason against Grand Island. They tried to make a run at Pius, and it just didn't work out for them uh, to get beat uh, the week nine. And then uh, last week, uh, they had to make a little bit of comeback at Burke. So they have that game experience on, on making a run at people in the fourth quarter. So we talk about we still got to do a great job of getting off to a great start, keeping our wits about us, and uh, you can kind of get your ducks in a row to uh, uh, kind of make some decisions. If you get a lead especially, you can kind of make some different decisions on how you're going to attack your opponent. I think that bodes well for us because we've been in that boat many, many times here. And so um, your your, your comment about those guys, they've seen it. In fact, they've been down to state finals, what, five of the last six years. So they have great game experience. Their coaching staff has great game experience. Uh, So for us to survive, uh, we're going to have to weather the storm. We're going to have to do a great job of taking care of the football and do a great job of tackling those two stud eye backs. Brandon, just from a – Overall fans listening, I mean, they thumped you last year in the playoffs, and they've thumped a lot of people, and then they got upset in the finals. Uh, Maybe not upset big time. The score was what surprised people. But simply, what is the difference between the Omaha North team that beat you last year and the Omaha North team that you face tonight? (laughs) That's a great question. They're well coached. They play extremely hard. I think they've really kind of simplified their package. Uh, uh, on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, they're going to give it to those two running backs, and they're going to continue to give it to them until you get it stopped. Uh, defensively, and kind of, they've really gone back to a sound, fundamentally sound defense, and I think that's a key to, to their success, especially in the playoffs, where, where they're keeping it pretty simple, turning the guys loose up front, they're down three, and doing a great job of open field tackling. Um, last year's group, um, you know, I, I think that's a great experience. They, they had the guys up front and the quarterback, and they had this one receiver that was really terrific against us. And so uh, they have a solid, solid package uh, from a personnel perspective. 
that's going to be hard for us to uh, to contend with. So, uh, again, we, we want to be able to do the right things here, maybe special teams. We can get a little bit of an advantage uh, field position-wise. They don't kick the ball very deep on kickoffs, or uh, uh, they don't kick a lot of field goals. They kick extra points, but they don't kick a lot of field goals. And so we're, they're going to they're going to snap the ball on fourth down and then run it right uh, right at us when it's when it's third and short or fourth and short. So uh, those are kind of some little things that you see. But otherwise, they're uh, they're a typical Omaha North team, and you're going to have to have it strapped up in order to survive. And finally, Coach, what do you? I mean, we're under the lights at Memorial Stadium. Uh, it seems like everybody outside of Omaha North alum are going to be rooting for Carney High in this football game. What do you take from the last time that you were at Memorial Stadium that you can use as far as pregame and talking to the kids and not letting the moment overwhelm? You know that you're you're exactly right, and that conversation occurred uh, on Monday after uh, after we made it to the state finals. And, you know, I tell those guys all the time, you got to keep your wits about it. And whether the storm here, whatever it may be, it might be us 14 nothing to start the game or, or Omaha North start the game 14 nothing. Uh, so you got to be able to weather that storm uh, positive and positively and negatively. Uh, negatively. And then uh, I think the biggest thing is the football field is the same size as you've been playing on all year long. Uh, act like you've been there before. The first question I ask those guys is how many guys have not been inside Memorial Stadium. I didn't have one guy have his hand up. So they've been in that environment. They've been around that facility. They understand it. And so we'll get those guys there a few minutes early to kind of enjoy, soak up the atmosphere. But when the, when the ball's kicked off at 7.15, and we just want them, we want to turn those guys loose, put them in a position to be successful, and then allow those guys to perform at a very high level. Well, Brandon, again, congratulations. It's uh, great to chat with you each and every week. It's been fun, again, to cover the Bearcats. And uh, let's just finish it off uh, as you have every other game so far this year. Best of luck. That sounds good, and thanks for your coverage. That's Brandon Cool, head football coach of your Carney High Bearcats, as we get ready to bring you the starting lineups for the 2017 Class A State Championship game right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. The introductions about ready to begin here at the University of Nebraska Lincoln Memorial Stadium. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker and of course Monty Kratzenstein. We are pleased to be here to bring you the 2017 Class A State Championship game. Now let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for the Vikings of Omaha North. Their center is number 77, 6'2", 270-pound junior, Ryan Sigler. At the guards, number 55, 6'1", 265-pound senior, DeAndre Butts plays off guard. 
The right guard is number 62, 5'10", 250-pound junior, Keegan Clark. At the tackle, your left tackle is number 70, a 6'4", 295-pound junior, Makai Butler. And the right tackle is number 75, 6'1", 260-pound senior, Desmond Brown. At the tight end, number 30, six foot, 185-pound senior, Jamison Officer Thurston. Your wide receivers are number 13, 6'2", 175-pound senior, Bryce Lekix. And number 21, 5'10", 160-pound senior, Vernon Johnson. The fullback is number 28, 5'10", 205-pound junior, Ezra Judson. And the eyeback is number three, a 5'7", 160-pound senior, Milton Sarbaugh. You will also see the big man, number 10, 6'1", 235-pound junior, Xander Gray. And number 32, 5'8", 185-pound sophomore, DeAnthony Cribs. The quarterback for Omaha North is number 11, 6'1", 180-pound senior, Houston Fogelstrom. The head coach at Omaha North is Larry Martin. They are 11-1 on the season, defeating Fremont. Millard South, and coming from behind to beat Omaha Burke last week, 29-28. to They won back-to-back state championships in 13 and 14. They were the runner-up in 12 and 16. This is their fifth Class A final in the last six seasons. So those are the starting lineup for your Omaha North Vikings. The starting lineup for the Carney Bearcats of the 2017 Class A state championship game are as follows. At center, number 54, 5'9", 242-pound senior, Daniel Lundy. At the guards, on the left side, number 57, 5'10", 210-pound senior, Rowdy Melton. On the right guard, 58, 6'3", 265-pound senior, Trevor Payne. The tackles, on the left side, number 59, 5'10", 203-pound senior, Caden Lytle. And the right tackle, number 75, 6'2", 290-pound senior, Lee Harrington. Your tight end or the Y is number 88, Tyler Atchison, 6'3", 224-pound senior. At the wideouts, number 2, 6-foot, 196-pound senior, Isaiah Stallbird. And number 7, 6'1", 196-pound senior, Brett Obermiller, who made the outstanding catch in the semifinals to set up the game-winning field goal. The H-back for the Bearcats is number 14, 5'11", 188-pound senior, Thad Huber. The I-back, number 15, 5'10", 180-pound senior, Matt Studi, and of course, course, you'll see plenty of number three, six-foot, 173-pound sophomore, Miko Maisner. And the starting quarterback for the Kearney Bearcats is number six, 6'3", 210-pound senior, Cannon Coster. The head coach of the Bearcats is Brandon Cool, assisted by Brad Archer, Steve Cherry, Tim Christo, Bart Cron, Chad Carr, Pete Krupp, Greg Limbaugh, Dan Martin, Kyle Peters, and Darren Van Winkle. Carney is a perfect 12-0 on the season, ranked number one and number two. Omaha North ranked number three in most of the pre-playoff polls in the Omaha World Herald, Lincoln Journal Star, and Huskerland Prep Report. Carney defeated Norfolk 45-0, Omaha Westside 33-17, and Creighton Prep 25-23 on Gabe Hines' field goal in the final play of the game in the semifinals. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Our injury report, Davis Skiles is the new injury. He tore up that knee in the game against Creighton Prep in the state semifinals. Uh, Kale Masters has been out. Some of the same guys that have been out for quite some time for the Kearney Bearcats. But Skiles, who got hurt the first time they played Creighton Prep, 
got hurt even worse in the semifinals. And I guess uh, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Uh, Larry, I'll ask you what Davis Skiles missing in this football game could mean for the Bearcats. I think it's big, Doug, and here's why. Uh, not the sole reason, but last week when Omaha Creighton Prep got it going in the running game, they got it going after Skiles went out. He's a big run-force guy on that defense, and that's what you're going to have to have tonight. It will be all hands on deck and having Skiles out of the game. His numbers weren't big on the year because he had missed time, but I'm telling you, that that injury will matter. Money. An unusual situation. These teams have had the most time off that they have had since the beginning of the year. The state semifinals were a week ago Friday, and we have been 10 days since they have played. Sometimes at this point you're just trying to refine things, but nine practices, that's a lot of time to refine things. Absolutely, and you'll see different coaches have different attitudes about preparation, and both coaches took a little bit of time off. Gave their kids a chance to heal up after the quarterfinals, tough semifinal games. And uh, and then you just really tried to make it into a normal week of practice. You heard Brandon talk about that, how they tried to keep everything as much of a routine as possible. But, you know, when it gets to this point, again, there's not a whole lot of new things you're doing. Uh, but you want to keep those minds and that motivation fresh. That's the biggest part of, of this week's preparation. Special teams, uh, when you think Omaha, you think high-flying, high-scoring, doesn't matter how those special teams work out. Carney has 90% and maybe more of the time had the advantage in special teams. And although maybe Hines' range isn't as much as some of the previous kickers we've seen at Carney High over the last decade, they're definitely going to have the advantage there again tonight. Oh, Doug, there's no question. You've got a situation, and I've talked about this this week, of all of these Metro matchups since 2006 that Carney has struggled in. The reason they've struggled is Carney can't match the speed of the Metro. They will match that speed tonight with Miko Maisner. There's a real chance he's the fastest guy on the field tonight. So you get that in the return game. But most importantly, Doug, Omaha North is only averaging 28 yards a punt. They can't punt the ball. And it is an absolute adventure every time they try to kick an extra point. And field goals could be out of the question tonight. The wind has died down a little bit, but it is still up there, and it is a cold night. Monty, how do the weather conditions affect the game? Well, I think if I'm Omaha North, I wouldn't mind if a big old blizzard rolled in right about now because, you know, they're going to keep the ball on the ground. They're going to, to hand the ball to two running backs, whereas Carney, you know, you see a little bit of wind out of the north. Carney is going to rely on the passing game. They've been so balanced all year long, that, uh, and that's what they'll need to do to move the ball consistently against this Omaha North football team. Here in Lincoln, it is currently 30 degrees. They list the wind out of the north-northwest at 9 mile an hour. I would have to say it's just a touch more than that right now. The wind chill is 21 degrees. The toss was won by Omaha North. They deferred, so Carney High will get the football. We always have a chance to catch up with Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report to get his thoughts on what he believes will happen in each of the state championship games. Let's hear what Bob thinks about tonight's Class A final. Well, uh, Omaha North didn't beat this year's Carney team, and this year's Carney team is a different breed of cat. That's all there is to it. I have a new favorite football uh, player, Duda. His name is Isaiah Stahlberg. Had a chance to interview Isaiah, going to tell his story on the website here later in the week. Great kid, has overcome an awful lot to get to be what he is. And I don't know, for someone that I've never had a chance to talk to in person, uh, I am as proud of Isaiah Stalbert as I am any kid I've ever 
had a chance to uh, interview. Um, having said that, you know, Carney, you know, somewhere down the road, people are, are going to understand that Carney's good. Carney and Carney can win any way you want to win. You know, partly because my boy Stalbert, but uh, they can they can win with offense. They can win with defense. They've led with that defense all year. It's scary when the when when Omaha North is going to turn and hand the ball off to Milton Sogba and Xander Gray. You know what? 50 times in the game, you know, it only takes one for, you know, especially Milton to go 80 yards. So that's going to be hanging over their head, but, but Carney's athletic and Carney's going to be able to patch some holes that other defenses have. That's what I think. And I don't know, you know, nobody would think, no, I know nobody. No, that's not right. Hardly anybody thought Carney was going to win in 2006. And I don't know how many people outside of Carney actually believe Carney's going to win in 2017, but I do. I'm taking Carney. That's Bob Jensen of Huskerland Prep Report with his thoughts on tonight's Class A State Championship game. Well, we're ready to go. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Carney at Omaha North for the Class A State football title when we return. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Well, I think we're probably just as excited here in the booth as the players are, the coaches are, the fans are for the Carney High Bearcats to take on Omaha North here tonight. We've got about 30 seconds. Larry, key to the game. Key to the game is Carney being able to handle the pressure that North's going to put on their guys up front. Carney hasn't played a team yet this year that's going to lean on them the way they do. Uh, Omaha North comes in here with a 2,000-yard rusher in Sarbaugh and Xander Gray's a 1,500-yard rusher, Doug. Both teams have thrown the ball for the exact same amount of yards on the season. Both of them are in that 1,100-yard range. Omaha North is going to put some serious pressure on them up front. Monty, a key intangible. Well, one of the things we always talk about is playing at Memorial Stadium. You know, the initial excitement, the initial adrenaline, the initial emotion goes away pretty quick once you get hit in the mouth a couple times. So who handles that emotion early on, maintains their assignment, good football play, and then from that point on, who can handle adversity? Somebody's going to score the first touchdown, so you always wonder what happens to that other team once they find themselves behind. Those are the two things I'm looking at. Well, Isaiah Stalbert and Miko Mazner are back deep here for the Bearcats, and you have to wonder if they'll ever even get a chance to touch the ball, not because they're kicking away from them, but because they can't get the ball to them. Doug, I had the thought last night that you see, I, I'd put them as my two up backs, and I, I, I'd change my backs. I'd put them at about the 25 and put the two up backs back at the 10. The up backs are Studi and Braden Miller, standing at about the 23 yard line, and makes you think about that 2006 game where the kids were high school kids and they kind of turned into little cult heroes, and now. A lot of them are still in the community and are wanting to know uh, how things are going to turn out tonight, see if their brothers of Bearcats will join them in that illustrious group of state champions. You know, I, you know you, you, Larry, you mentioned it, but as a special teams 
coach, what, what you want to do is you want to track where that kickoff typically goes. And, and I see those uh, deep backs sitting at about seven-yard line. And as you mentioned, I don't know if Milton Starbuck can get the ball that deep. I uh, want to make sure you field the, the kickoff. You never know where it's going to go. Sometimes some of the best onside kicks are balls that are, go off the go off the toe in our shank. So be ready for about anything on this opening kickoff. We're ready to go. Carney will travel into the wind that we have from south to north. Milton Sarbaugh has the ball on the tee at the 40-yard line, and it's time to get the Class A final underway. Sarbaugh boots it away. This will be a short kick, and it does bounce at the 15, picked up by Stallberg to the 20, makes a man miss at the 25, and stretches it out to the 27-yard line, and that's where Carney will start on offense. Yeah, solid return. You're going to get good field position here out around the 27. This first possession is very important again, and it will be important for Carney's offensive line. Here comes Cannon Coster out to lead this football team. Recovered from a knee injury in the first Creighton prep game where he missed that game and two more. And the Bearcats were able to get the job done with Braden Miller. Carney will come out in an I formation with Will Jorgensen as the fullback. And Studi will be the eye back. Coster takes the snap. Pitch play Studi. Tries to get to the left edge. Gets a couple, and he'll be wrapped up at the 29-yard line. Good pursuit in there by the Omaha North defense again. And on the tackle is going to be Marquez Sigel. Yeah, and there you had tremendous speed. There's that speed because Stiegel was on the opposite side of the toss, and he was able to knife through and uh, navigate the traffic. Also in on the tackle that time was Deshaun Grant. It'll be a gain of two. Second down and eight. Always want to get even at least a first down or two to get things going. Coster rolls right, throws it out here in the flat, complete to Stalbert, turns the corner, has the first down, out to the 37-yard line. Talking with Damon Benning yesterday, assistant coach for Omaha North, he says, why doesn't this kid get the ball more? <laughs> Stalbert has not gotten the ball a lot in the playoffs. He did get the ball a lot in the regular season. You, you see his versatility there. They lined him in the inside slot position just on a little quick five-yard out. Beautiful catch for the first down. He was the lead blocker in a lot of plays in the semifinals. He does a lot of things with this Carney High football well, team. Larry, you've talked about his edge blocking and how great it's been. First down and 10. Looks like Maisner's in for the first time. They'll run the option that way. Coster decides to eat it and get to the 39-yard line. Maisner was well covered on the pitch out there by Ronnell Wells, so he decided to take the ball up the field for a gain of two and a half. Doug, I think the important thing is here, only three plays in, but Carney's being able to show that at this point they can handle the pressure up front. You don't want, you know, these kids still were there last year in that Omaha North game. I get it, it's not the same North players, but you want to prove to yourself that you can handle that pressure up front. Josh Ray will be in the slot right as we've got four wideouts here. Out of the pistol, Coster with Maisner flanking him to his left. Second and long, quarterback draw. Coster loves this play, slips one man, slips another, and Wells makes the tackle as he gets up to the 43-yard line. A gain of four. It'll be third down and four. We talked a lot about it, and Coach Martin talked a lot about being able to defend the run with their three-down linemen. And if they didn't have to go into a four-down or five-down front, he thought that would bode well for them. So far, you've seen them stick with their three-down linemen. No slants, just playing straight up base defense thus far. Big third down and four for the Bearcats. Nathan Murray splits out wide to the right. 
two minutes in, scoreless opening drive. Coster third and four at the Bearcat 43. Wants to throw, rolls right, throws underneath. Stalbert has it, but will not get the first down. He cannot shake free of the good tackle made out there in the flat. A short gain of two. It'll be fourth down and two Bearcats at their own 45. Yeah, and really good. Coster is throwing the ball well here. I mean, this this was a good little drive. You're not going to score on every one. I thought Carney looked pretty decent there. Actually, only going to give him about a yard, so it'll be fourth and three. And Coster will stand back to pump the ball away. And back to return it is Vernon Johnson, a speedster. A little pressure coming in, a short pooch kick that will hit the ground. Carney didn't get any roll, and it dies at the 28-yard line. So it's only a 28-yard punt, but the field position, not too bad. And you keep the ball out of Johnson's hands. Now you've got to be able to handle the lead blocker. I mean, it's going to be ISO power and toss uh, over and over and over. Let's let's watch. We'll try to describe it to our listeners. The front of that defense, how they stem, which means they're going to jump to a different position before the ball is snapped, and how they jump into some different fronts, trying to confuse the offensive linemen for Omaha North. They're going to have to use deception and speed, not just flat-out strength against this offense. Yeah, and I think the thing to understand is is Milton Sarbaugh, the 2,000-yard rusher, he's 5'7", 160 pounds. He can really fly, Doug, and they give you the thunder and lightning bit because Xander Gray, he's 6'1 and 235 and can really run. So Omaha North will give you two different looks. And this is the Class A State Football Finals brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration on KKPRFM, Kearney, KXPN, Kearney, and KICS Hastings online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Again, we're in a television timeout on the first exchange of possession here. So Carney was able to chew up 254. There's 906 to go in the first quarter, and it will be Omaha North football. And I'll be interested to see the play of the fullbacks. Ezra Judson is the starting fullback. DeAnthony Cribs will also play. They you can correct me if I'm wrong, Larry. I don't really recall them using a whole lot of fullbacks. They kind of used both those guys last year at the same time. Well, they will, but and 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 they get them in the game at the same time. Omaha North loves the eye. And, and they'll, they'll mix in a lot of eye, or, as you said, they're going to do a lot of rotating. We're ready to go. Unbalanced line, strong to the left. That's the near side, or the short side, we should say. Pitch it to Sarbaugh, starts left, cuts back against the grain, gets around Stallbird, has a lot of room to the right side, 35-40, 45-50. He might take it to the house. Sarbaugh to the 20. They will chase him down and shove him out of bounds. Miko Maisner showing how fast he is, but an incredibly huge gain. They faked to the left. He put his foot in the ground, came the other way, and he takes it all the way down to the Bearcat 12. That's a gain of about 50 on the first toss. Yeah, and I would say, Doug, the speed that I talked about, I get it. That was a really long run, but without Miko Mazner on the field at six points, that is still a difference for Carney here. 60-yard run by Sarbaugh sets up first and 10 at the 12-yard line, and now a timeout going to be called here by Larry Martin. They didn't have the right number of players. I think there's only 10 guys out there. This timeout brought to you by our friends at ENT Physicians in Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. And, Larry, you talk about shock plays. That's a shock play. Yeah, it is. Here's the one thing I'll say. Not all bad for Carney there. They ran toss left. There was nothing there. 
and Sarball had the speed to bring it all the way back across. The reason there was nothing there is Carney had run fit really well to the play, and he just reversed field and had the speed to get to the edge uh, on that. You know, the interesting thing about that play was, as you mentioned, that was a total toss sweep left. That wasn't a counter. That wasn't anything designed to go back to the right, but Milton took about three steps, realized there was nothing there, and just took off as hard as he could to the right side. Lost containment on that backside. That's one thing if you're on the backside of Carney, uh, don't go chasing the ball because something might be coming back your way. First down and 10 now out of the timeout by Omaha North. Ball on the right hash near their Carney sideline. Turn, hand it off. There's Xander Gray straight up the middle. He's going to make it to the 10, and Carney wraps him up. Lee Harrington on the bottom of that pile with Tyler Atchinson. And no surprise that Xander Gray, when they want to run tough yards, is going to be the man to come in there. A gain of two, second and eight at the ten. Yep, Sarbaugh comes back in the game. And you're right, Doug. And last year we saw Xander Gray go off against Carney a little bit, even on the outside. But he will run in the A and B gap as much as anything. Split out wide to the left is Vernon Johnson. So you've got speed in Johnson and Sarbaugh. Let's see what quarterback Fogelstrom wants to do. He'll send Johnson in motion, and we've got an illegal procedure here on Omaha North. So back him up five. It'll be second down and 13 from the 15. We're seeing a two tight end, eye formation, one flanker set, and Carney High is in flat out 6-2. Yeah, that's an old school 6-2 yep. there. It, it, and it's really interesting. You know, talk about power football, mono-mono, man-on-man football. That's what it is. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can hold up in the middle. They did on that last inside play, see if they can – now their top receiver, Johnson, out. Foster in. They run that same sweep from left to right and just pitch it to Sarbaugh. Finds a little crease. He'll be brought down at the 12-yard line. Good tackle again in there by Lee Harrington. Yeah, and he did a good job. He was on the left side, scraped all the way across the line of scrimmage to make the tackle on the right. The trouble about the 6-2 is, is you can get pinned inside and, and speed can beat you to the outside. So third down now. And 10 yards to go. And again, if you can stop them and make them kick a field goal, put a little pressure on that right off the get-go because they're not strong from there. Vernon Johnson split out wide to the left, Foster to the right out of the I formation. It's going to be a little fade to the corner of the end zone for Johnson, and it is incomplete. Dropped it. Could not hold on to it. That was a great throw over there right on the money, covered by Kale Masters, who is back for Carney High after missing most of the season. I'm not sure. There's nobody coming on. I'm sure they're in four-down territory, even at the 12-yard line, because, uh, uh, as we mentioned previously, about their lack of a field goal, successful field goal unit. It's fourth going to be fourth down here, and they've got their offense in. You've got to think the same kind of play here. They're going to try and out-athlete Carney High here because it's fourth down and 10 at the 12 after that 60-yard run. Vogelstrom takes the snap, fakes the handoff, rolls right, throws over the middle of the field, and it is caught and dropped at the two-yard line. And Studi was in there along with Carney High, defensive back to break things up, Murray. Yeah, that's a great punt by Milton Sarball because a 60-yard run just turned into a long punt. That's all that was, Doug. Well, Carney High comes away with a big stand there with a little help from the false start. And we've talked about the inability of Omaha North consistently throw the football there. That quarterback took, put two balls right in the hands of his receivers in the last two plays. Carney was a little fortunate, little fortunate twice, dropped a fade in the end zone, had the crossing pattern at the two-yard line right in the hands and dropped that one. Carney gets a first down 
on the 12-yard line. So second possession for the Bearcats. Cannon Coster from the 12 with Miko Maisner in there, runs option to the left side, fakes the pitch, gets through the seam a little bit and jumps out to the 15-yard line, a gain of three. Coster just got nicked there, trying to slide in between the two defensive backs that were in on the tackle. Carney's consistently, their offense here through a drive and a play, has been able to move forward. No negative yardage plays. I think that's very important. And I think a lot of that, Larry, is because Omaha North is not a team that does a lot of stunting, a little slanting, penetration. They play a lot of base, very solid, just base defense. Coster's going to come under center, and Jorgensen is right behind the right guard, and that's where they're going to send Maisner. He'll try to pop outside, but there's too much speed to the edge. He gets a yard to the 16. And here's a name, I think, um, in Siegel that we will talk about quite a bit tonight. He was in the backfield immediately for the Vikings. Yeah, they're running a 3-4, Doug, and they took the two outside backers in that 3-4 that time and walked them all the way down, which turns that into an old-school 5-2. The six top tacklers, five top tacklers for Omaha North all weigh between 170 and 205 pounds. These are guys (laughs) that can just all look the same. They all run the same. They can move. Stallbirds put out wide to the right over Miller along with Huber to the left. On third down and long, they want to roll underneath. Catch is made for a first down at the 26 to Obermiller. A gain of 10. Move the chains for the Bearcats. Well-timed pass pattern there. The inside receiver ran an out, ran a flag. The outside receiver ran a nice, simple out. Cannon really nice in rhythm going to his left side. First down pass. Bearcats getting out of the shadow of their goalpost. Larry, as much as Cannon, as much as Stalbert is a good receiver, it seems like Coster really trusts Obermiller. Yeah, they roll him to that side a lot. Back to the I formation under center with Jorgensen, the fullback. Fake the toss. Coster takes it straight up the field for a gain of about three more. He'll get to the 29. Nothing special there. This is the type of stuff that frustrates a team like Omaha North. They feel like they should be able to get off the field and people shouldn't be able to move forward on them. I get it. It's only two and three, but they're not getting the big shock play on defense that a team like North feeds off of. Also watch if it starts getting a little kooky for Xander Bray to Xander Gray to come in and play inside linebacker. They've done that in the past a lot, and he's very good. Second down and seven. Bearcats at their own 29. Scoreless with five minutes to go in the first quarter. Coster with two backs blocking. Wants to throw deep down the middle for Stalbert. It's underthrown, and it is almost intercepted. Stalbert was able to strip it away from Payne, who had got his paws on it. KJ Payne here. They ran a post to the middle of the field, and he undercut that route. Uh, was floated just a little bit, undercut the, cut that route, and for the third time in the ball game, a ball is dropped by an Omaha North Viking in his hands. Probably should have been intercepted. The state football playoffs are brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation and engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Another third and seven. Carney converted one on this drive to Obermiller. Now they'll have four wideouts here for Coster in the pistol. Quick snap, quarterback draw all the mm-hmm. way. Feeds, and 35-40. He's got the first down 45. They'll tackle it from behind at the 50. And a great, great run by Cannon Coster. 21 yards, and the Bearcats move to midfield. Here's the key there, Doug. We saw it in the C2 game. Utan finally timed out the blitz to the opposite A-gap and ran the quarterback sneak for about 40 yards. That's all that was. It worked out perfect. Had the quarterback draw called, and the inside linebacker blitzed to the other side. Great play call. Daniel Lundy with a great block in the center position. Took that nose guard to the to the right-hand side. 
big hole for Cannon Coster. First down, Bearcats. Stalbert one-on-one on the left side of the formation. Option with Maisner. Coster keeps it again. Has room. Late 45-40. Thought he might pitch at 35. Runs out of bounds at the 33-yard line. That's 17-18 more. And look at the north sideline getting up in uh, Pittman's face saying, you got to take the quarterback, not the pitch man. And both of them that time we saw a couple times early, Larry, where they are both covered. This time they were both open. Yeah, and here's right now Carney's better. Carney's better. They've got to keep rolling here. First down and 10, 421 to go in a scoreless first quarter. This started at the Bearcat 12. They're at the 33-yard line. Coster under center. Pitch play balls on the ground covered by Omaha North. The pitch was behind Miko Maisner, and Omaha North will cover the football with Ronnell Wells, and Carney has done a good job of taking care of the ball all year long, but a simple toss behind Miko Maisner. And that's unfortunate because as they were moving the ball, they did have Omaha North on the run a little bit, and it just looked like that uh, that was an unforced error. Uh, did it look like the ball was a little bit behind him, Larry? Did you, did you see yeah, it was it more like- of a pitch than a catch? I think both of them thought they probably should have made the play. They'll take equal blame, but now it's first down for Omaha North uh, well, on their second possession. Might have just been a little low. I think maybe Miko was looking up the field to see where it was going. First down and 10. Omaha North, second possession. Deep handoff there to Sarbaugh. Mm. Makes a man miss, and he's off to the races again. Two tackles miss, 40, 30, and he'll finally be pushed out of bounds by Novacek at the 24-yard line. That's why he's a 2,000-yard rusher, and I can tell you, Carney's, you can see it right now. They're going to have trouble with him on any type of stretch. And and we talk about his quickness and his shiftiness. That straight arm that he gave Josh Ray right there on the right-hand side as he was turned the corner was pretty impressive. A uh, little strength, a little speed, and the second big run of the football game for Milton Sarbaugh. 37 yards. Will Omaha North make Carney pay for the mistake? Put out wide to the left is going to be Bryant Wesson. Twins left, single right. Still Sarbaugh in there first and 10 at the 24. Here's the handoff right up the middle in a huge hole, 20-15. Another first down to the 11. That was, don't even want to call that a delayed handoff. It was lead just straight. Draw. Yeah, yep. lead draw. Absolutely draw, and they'd spread the wide receivers out so wide to put less people in the box. A well-blocked football play there by the Omaha North Vikings. Now Carney is a little bit on its heels. Uh, they, they, they've taken a little bit of the, the big plays from, from Omaha North, see if they can make a stand here just as they did the previous drive. First down and 10 at the 11. Vernon Johnson split out wide to the left. Now Xander Gray is in as the tailback. Toss it to Gray. Tries to get up the middle as he cuts back from the left hash and he'll be stuffed after about a three yard gain to the eight. It'll be second down and seven at the eight. What Larry, did Carney do well last time here in the red zone? That shut them down. Well, they forced them to throw the ball. They didn't let Omaha North get in a down and distance where they could run it, and they forced them to throw it. They've thrown it for 1,000 yards on the season, but they're not a great throwing team. They've got to keep Omaha North from staying on schedule. Xander Gray will stay in with Ezra Judson as the fullback. Ball on the right hash. Defensive line shift for the Bearcats. They give it to Gray straight up the middle, and Novacek gets him from behind, but he's inside the five to the four, and it'll be third down and three from the four. 
old school power there. Follow your fullback. Hunter made a pretty nice play from that uh, Bearcat left side here coming in behind him, but a good surge by the offensive line. Now it's third down in, what, three? Third and uh, comfortable. Third and three, and it's probably four down territory here for yep. the Vikings. Wouldn't you agree? Two cracks. Got to assume they're going to keep it on the ground here, boys. The pass didn't work the first time, although they were good passes. Big boys in. Sarbaugh is out, and Gray is the eye back. They give it to him again. Blitz run. Blitz. Gray is hit. He has hit at the five, and it'll be brought down. Thad Huber came through so fast that he missed Gray the first time, but he made Gray kind of take a little sidestep, and that ran him into the rest of Atchison and company for the Bearcats. I think he was thinking that was play fake. He was looking quarterback there, Doug. But Great see, job by the Bearcats, and now it'll be fourth down and four from the five. And you start to force, because this is maybe a passing situation. If I'm Omaha North, I run toss to the field, toss to the wide side here, and let uh, Milton Sarbaugh do what he's done so far on those two big plays. He did check in late. Xander Gray is out. They're going to have to hustle and get the playoff. And a timeout's going to be called. Coach Larry Martin will get the timeout called as they get ready for another important fourth down in the red zone. Carney stopped them once. Can they do it again? Fourth down and four at the five. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 139 to go in the first quarter of the state final. Kearney and North are scoreless. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first on the bricks downtown. Carney for a free estimate. With our producer engineers, Stacy Johns, Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda. High atop Memorial Stadium here in Lincoln. Scoreless, but Omaha North knocking on the door again. Fourth down and four at the Bearcat five. Sarbaugh will be about seven yards deep as the only running back, although they have put the fullback in Judson off right tackle. It's a pitch play that way. It's a reverse to Vernon Johnson, and he is going to walk into the end zone. He got clocked at the one, but Johnson, well, we don't have a signal. Yeah, there it is. Vernon Johnson, good play call by Omaha North. Yeah, they ran toss weak. You almost didn't believe it, and then you saw uh, the receiver peel back immediately. There's your, there's your wrinkle. They haven't shown that much this year at all, and they offset their fullback. Two tight ends offset your fullback to that strong side to the right side run that toss. It looked like it was wide open. You called him walking in, and all of a sudden that Bearcat speed and defense made him at the goal line, but it was the first touchdown of the football game for Omaha North. And now they will attempt the extra point with Sarbaugh. He's just a, it's a half-step kick-it type of extra point. Snap good. The kick is on the way, and the kick is good. I'm shocked they, did. they didn't try a field goal. That didn't look like there was any problem there, but our five points bank touchdown. Five points bank, the better bank in Carney on fourth and four at the five. A five-yard reverse run by Vernon Johnson. 132 to go in the first. It's Omaha North 7, Carney nothing. 
Year-round grain marketing by a dedicated local team to help you achieve your grain marketing goals. That's how Aurora Cooperative puts owners' equity to work every day, especially during harvest with the Our Lights Are On Till Yours Are Off policy. It means being ready to help anytime, being committed to facility upgrades to help speed up harvest, and being competitive with bids. During harvest, our lights are on till yours are off at Aurora Cooperative, putting owners' equity to work for your farm, your cooperative, and your future future. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Well, something that hasn't happened to the Bearcats very often this season. They trail, giving up the first points of the ball game. And now, uh, again, their offense looked good on the first drive, got a first down, looked really good on the second drive, moved it from their 12 all the way down to the 38 and then fumbled it. And Omaha North took advantage, ready to kick it away. The Bearcats on the right hash at the 20. The numbers Stalbert on the run 30, and he'll get to the 33-yard line before he is upended a six-play, 61-yard drive that covered 244, capped by the Vernon Johnson five-yard touchdown run, and North's up 7 to nothing. Momentum is everything, and we've seen that so far through the first five games. Carney had all the momentum. Things were going really well for them. They've lost all that. Now Omaha North has it. This is a crucial drive for Carney. We talked about handling adversity, right? They and and with just with a fumble and a big play and a touchdown, now they face a little adversity. Carney's been really good all season at answering the bell. We'll see if they are in this this series too. Twins to the boundary side here. Coster toss sweep. Miko Mazner trying to get to the outside finds a cap 35-40, and he is just upended by Omaha North's Cantrell Mumphrey. We remember that name from last year. Okay, so listen here. Now uh, Carney just got outside for the first time in the game. Omaha North went to a forefront. Omaha North had a lot of A and B gap run on that last series. So North went to a forefront here, and that allows Carney to get outside. That's one less speedy linebacker, as Monty was talking about. Mazner's going to check out. Will Jorgensen comes in. It is second down and three after the gain is seven. Obermiller and Murray split out wide to the right. Stallbird to the left. Atchison switches from the left end to the right tight end position. And it'll be quarterback keep Coster to the right side. Gets a little kick out blocked by Jorgensen, but I don't think he's got enough. He got two. It'll be third and about a half a yard. And just that fast, uh, North went back to the three front, back into their 3-4. You know, with that personnel, we haven't seen much of that personnel before with Cannon in and at quarterback in the shotgun and Will as the lead blocker. We haven't seen a whole lot of that. Probably they can throw out of that, but it's pretty obvious that it's quarterback run game formation at this point. Studi comes in, fourth or third in short. If Costa lines up under center, I think you're going to see the sneak with the shove from behind. And he is under center. And a hard count off sides. Omaha North jumping across is the nose guard, Alex Williford. And Carney will get a first down. And immediately, Doug, you see for Omaha North, the minute that happened, 
DeAndre Butts turn around and start putting his hands down, calm down, calm down, because I think they were starting to yell at the nose guard very early. But remember, Omaha North emotionally came unraveled last year. They lost that game more to that than they did Bell West going nuts. Yeah, and Butts just came over and slapped them on the backside again, said let's get it done, and that'll be the end of the first quarter of the Class A State Football Championship. Omaha North 7, Carney nothing. The Bearcats will have it first and 10 on their own 47 when we start the second quarter right after this on Classic Hits and ESPN Radio. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and Fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power Products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters, now also located in Sutton. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. The last year, Jalen Bradley, the current Husker, ran all over Omaha North. Carney High hoping that Miko Maisner can do the same. And here in the first quarter, Maisner, three carries, two yards. Cannon Coster, seven carries, 52 yards. They ran for 56 yards. Coster was two of three for 16 yards. Overmiller and Stahlberg each had a reception. On the other side, though, it was Milton Sarbaugh, four carries, 113 yards. Of the 126 total yards, Vogelstorm 0 of 2, although both were good passes. We talked a little bit about the importance of this drive, Larry, when you said start this drive, how important it is to gain some momentum. And, and uh, Carney High's moving the football, got a first down here, and just wants to continue on with that forward, gain back some of that momentum because the second score of this ball game is so important. Ready to get things going here in quarter number two. Carney High now with a little bit of wind behind him from north to south. They have first down and 10 at their own 47-yard line. Twins to the right. Coster wants to throw. Looking left. Looking deep. All the way for Stalberg. One-on-one. Goes up for the jump ball. And intercepted. Wow. He just took it away from him, Doug. They've had two of those battles. And C.J. Payne picks it off. But the ball was underthrown, guys. And Payne had to, had uh, Stalberg coming back. And when it's underthrown, the defensive back usually always has position. Well, Payne's their best corner. He's their best cover guy. And and he did just go up. I mean, that look at the replay. That's a 50-50. In fact, Stalberg has it initially, and Payne just takes it away from him. Outstanding play by a defensive back, but you're right. Stalberg was behind him as underthrown. Great play to turn around, react to that football, get to that football uh, by the Omaha North defensive back. Our second turnover of the ball game is a big one. Two turnovers already. Missing Xander Gray. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have to either call a timeout here or take penalty. Now they hustle up, get things oh, set. First and ten, they give it to Gray, and he's gonna go left side and get a yard. 
It's always what do you think tough. That he didn't know what the play was, so the quarterback said, I'm giving it to you, run left. Yeah, well, it's, it's always tough when you call a play to your tailback and you turn around and he's wearing his cold-weather jacket on the sideline, and they were pointing at him like, what are you doing? There was a sudden change. And they've already used two of their two of their timeouts already in their first two drives, so certainly didn't want to have to use one there. Second down and nine, a little bit off schedule, but uh, we're guessing probably, what, I back going to get the ball? <laughs> well, you'd have to hope that if you come in the game regularly, you would not need the coat. But Xander Gray off the right side gets a great block, kicks out to the 30, and still going powers to the first down at the 32. This, Nathan Murray actually had to come over and make the tackle after he ran over a couple of Bearcats. Will Jorgensen was trying to not be the tracks when the train was coming through. Yeah, and this is exactly what we saw last year. Once they got Xander Gray lathered up in that game, Doug, he just is so hard to bring down. He just looks like a big kid at recess, doesn't he? He just gets the ball and he starts taking off, and they, they're, the guys are piling on him, bouncing off of him. Uh, he is a load. Bearcats trying to weather the storm with two first-half turnovers already. First and ten. Lead draw, they give it to Xander Gray, and this time Jorgensen says, how do you like me now, as he trips him up for a four-yard loss to the 28, second and 14. Look for screen here and on one of these downs. You're starting to see the, the middle linebacker blitz and big D-line pressure coming up the middle from Carney. The one way to slow that down is to throw a screen. That's the second play in this half where an inside backer, Thad Huber the first time, Will Jorgensen the second time, that came free and uh, met the running back just as he got the football. Bryce Leckick splits wide to the right, out of the eye formation. Two-step drop, fly pattern down the left side, and it is overthrown for Foster. One-on-one coverage out here with Kale Masters, and it'll be third down and 12. 14, excuse me, third down and 14. Step for step there, Foster looked faster. It's kind of interesting that you mentioned Kale Masters hasn't played for how long, and now all of a sudden he's thrown into a state championship game against some some speedy receivers. Nice job by him uh, to defend that on that that play. He's going to get tested a few times in this ball game. And my guess is that's why they went to him there. Yep. Remember Johnson, the fastest. Weston down here. They're going to go draw, and Stahlberg comes in and sniffs it out with Lee Harrington and the rest of the Bearcats. A loss of three back to the 25. It'll be fourth and 17. So a good response after the second turnover by the Bearcat D. Yeah, the Kearney staff's doing a really good job dialing up the blitz here, Doug, because these blitzes are coming from lots of different places and lots of different angles. We talked about how important it was for the Carney defense to use slants and, and to use stunts to, to get some action to penetration. That's They're having some success doing that. All right, let's look at this punt game, guys. Matt Blake will punt into the win that we have. Studi to return it. Blocked and it's blocked. It. blocked it. It's blocked into the end zone. Hunter Novacek blocks it. Stolberg scoops it. Touchdown, Carney. And there, there you go. There's the big special teams play we talked about. Carney in there advantage they had on the special teams in the kicking game that was all scheme as 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 hunter came through with a lot of effort a lot of strength just swallowed up the ball off the punter's foot isaiah picked it up that's a nice answer to the omaha north first touchdown well you gotta force them to punt we've talked about it all day doug you gotta force them to punt because it's probably the worst phase of their entire game and you don't even have to worry about a short punt just Take it right there and tie this sucker up. 
And now Gabe Hines will kick a football in a game for the first time since winning the state semifinal. Pressure up the middle. The kick is away, and the kick is good, and this Class A state championship is all tied. 9.26 to go in the first half. 7-7, our five points bank touchdown. A Hunter Novacek block punt scooped up and returned two yards by Isaiah Stallbird. It's 7-7 here on Classic Hits and ESPN. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. The doctors at ENT Physicians of Kearney are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, and head and neck disorders in patients of all ages. We have proudly provided Kearney and the surrounding areas with ENT and audiology services since 1994. We're excited to introduce full-time allergy services for both adults and children. We strive to provide the highest quality care here in Kearney and at five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Make an appointment today with Dr. Connolly, Dr. Owen, or myself, Dr. Johnson, here at ENT Physicians of Kearney and see why experience matters to us specializing in you. Well, the game changes again on another shot play. Carney ties it 7-7 here, and ready to boot it away for the first time is Gabe Hines. And Hines is going to put a nice foot into this one. It'll be grabbed at the five-yard line on the very far side, 10-15. Sarbaugh gets to the 18, and Carney has it well covered. Braden Miller in there on the tackle. Yeah, the return there, Doug, was uh, Malachi O'Neal. Excuse me. Yes, O'Neal on the carries, on the return. Well covered by Carney High. You talk about a game of field position, and and uh, so far they have won the game of field position except for the two big plays by Omaha North, which you know you referred to that 60-yard run as good as a punt. Um, they aren't going to have a 60-yard punt tonight, I guarantee no. that. But, but, uh, but Carney has won the field position game, and now they have momentum. Omaha North challenges to answer it. First and 10 at their own 19. Sarbar will be in as the eyeback. Now it is Cribs as the fullback. Just a handoff and uh, kicking him outside. Stalbert slows him up. Sarbot dancing. Now look out. Gets to the 20, and they throw him down out around the 23-yard line. Nathan Murray with a great tackle. Carney looked like they were going to have him stuffed in the backfield, but the athleticism of Milton Sarbaugh comes through there. Instead of a four-yard loss, it's a four-yard gain. You know, when you teach tackling, you always teach to buzz your feet, keep your feet buzzing, you're going to have to do that against Milton Sarball tonight because that was about an eight-yard loss that turned into about a three-yard gain. Uh, you got to make sure when you get that guy in the open field that you can get him tackled. Now both fullbacks are in the game. Trying to line up power to the left. Sarbaugh, toss sweep that way. Getting through and making, oh, almost making the tackle again was Novacek. Instead, Sarbaugh runs by him and is going to get about five more. It's going to be third and one. You talk about adjustments and wrinkles in this Carney defense. We've talked about movement and kind of what they've done, but they've also moved Grant Kowalski, a junior, has played defensive end all year long in that six-man front. He's went down to where the big boys played down there. It's kind of a tough, tough ask of a kid like that, but so far he's done a nice job. Big third down and one here. Xander's in the backfield. Yep, Xander Gray comes in. Third and a yard and a half here for Omaha North. Again, they line up double tight end, give it to Gray. Straight ahead has the first down and more 
And in the way is Nathan Murray. Sometimes you make the tackle, sometimes you're in the way. Well, and that's what happened there. And really, really, the delineation is there's tackling and there's catching. Well, I don't need to catch two. They, no. they list him at 235. The guys say he's 250 now. It doesn't matter. Xander Gray, when you need short yards, that's where it's going. And this is your sixth game, but I'm going to have to thesaurus. Delineation. Is that what that, <laughs> is that, what that was, Larry? That's Attaboy. Right. Attaboy. 7-7, seven, seven, 7.40 to go here in the first half. North has a fresh set of downs. Gray stays in. They're going to pitch it to him on a sweep to the right side. Then he cuts it up to the middle, and Lee Harrington is ready to bring him down. You That's a really good job. Carney's done this a few times on the cutback. As you chase a, a ball carrier down the line of scrimmage, you always stay on his inside hip. You don't ever cross to his outside hip because then he can cut back on you. Carney's doing a pretty good job there with this. Lee Harrington has been so active so far as he needs to be on that inside against that inside run game right there. Josh Ray also made an outstanding play from his linebacker. Well, the last two weeks, just a whole bigger bunch of boys. have. Harrington's done his job, but he gets doubled and, and has just had to Stay with it. Tonight he's had a really good football game. Gray fumble the ball. It's on the ground. Got Carney's it. trying to get it with Stallbird. Yep. And they do. Isaiah Stallbird, who just scooped and scored the block putt, has come up with the fumble recovery. Carney gave up the first two turnovers, and Omaha North has coughed it up here. Bearcats ball at the 30. Carney's got to make them pay. Now, we always talk about this. When you make a mistake, you got to make them pay. You're very close to being in field goal range here and getting some points. Stick this thing in the end zone and make it 14-7. Xander Gray looked up. He was looking to try to find his hole. That was an unforced error from the Omaha North standpoint where he never had that ball secured. Mistake on his part. But surprise, surprise, Isaiah Stallbird always seems to be around the football. He's around the football on the block punt. Around the football there, the kid makes plays. First down and 10. Does Coach Cool go to the air here? They have to hustle up to the line of scrimmage. Do they take their shot? Studi's in as the eye back, and they'll just give it to him on a jet sweep, and yet going to go nowhere, and he is going to be thrown down hard. Are we going to get a penalty flag? Now, I told you earlier, Doug, in, in all of those other class games, that absolutely by rule is a penalty. That's a new rule. I told you earlier today you won't see it called in the Class A game. Thurston, office, Officer Thurston, made the tackle and again last week they only gave the ball to Studi a couple of times it just wasn't going to work not because of Matt's skill set but because Maisner's just a little bit quicker and I don't expect that we're going to see Studi get the ball a whole lot more tonight pretty good spot there only gained the loss of one he was driven back about six yards by the time the play was done four wide out Studi stays in Coster quick little bubble screen out here to Stallbird and he is going to run right into the defenders at the 26 yard line I think he had visions of a whole lot more there it is a gain of five it'll be third down and six yeah it's third and manageable and still potential field goal e yeah right right now a 43 <laughs> yarder with a little bit of breeze I know coach Cool told me earlier in the year he didn't want to test Hines past 45. Wouldn't be surprised to see him run the football here. Maybe one of those Coster keepers. A quarterback run game got a formation with the running back. Studi stays in. Three wideouts, a little shifting, and they're going to throw the ball rolling left. Coster underneath. Oh, my goodness, it is knocked away again. They continue to test C.J. Payne as they tried to throw out there on a little hook route to Obermiller. And now it is fourth down. There's, they've thrown the ball over at uh, and, and that at his 
at his receiver about three different times. And I'll tell you what, every single time he is in perfect position. Twice he's undercut it. The other time he won a 50-50 ball. Uh, good defensive It's a back. deep out, and it's only about a 10-yard pass or to gain, but it's about a 50-yard pass to get it there. That ball's in the air a long time. Guys, remember the holder, Braden Miller, is the backup quarterback. This is a 43-yard field goal attempt from the right hash to take the lead. And Hines will boot it away, and it is wide left. And that has been his problem on his misses throughout the year is it is wide left. So the 43-yard field goal, no good, and Carney cannot score off the Omaha North fumble. Yeah, and if you're Carney, I mean, you wanted to score there, but as far as just the field goal goes, you're not incredibly disappointed that he missed that. That's at the outer edge of his range. And it had plenty of leg. He just completely pushed it. So 5-16 to go here in the first half. Carney and Omaha North, 7-7. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll have the first half stats. We'll look at uh, what the second half will bring, what happened earlier today. And Nate Newhouse, the NSA, will join us here at halftime. He is uh, in charge of all the high school football. All the administrators have one or two sports that they run, and Nate is taking care of football. Football and track. First down and 10 for Omaha North. After the missed field goal, they place it at the 20-yard line. Sarbaugh in. Toss sweep right side. He tripped and fell down. Carney didn't even have to get there, although Stalberd and Kowalski were waiting for him. It's going to be a loss on first down. Second down and 13. There you saw the defensive uh, movement that Carney does. They started out in a four-man front, shifted down to a five-man front, and ended up plugging a backer to get get to eventually that 6-2 defense that we've talked about. But uh, a lot of movement pre-snap for the Bearcats. Twins to the outside. Leckick's to the boundary side here. Carney late getting some defense over. And they will go with the draw and up the middle of the football field. Sarbaugh, the ball popped loose. Or Sarbaugh, yeah, the ball popped loose, and they're going to say that he's down at the 25. It's a gain of eight on the play. It'll be third and five. Probably a good thing that ball was called down. Cantrell Mumphrey ended up with the ball for Omaha North in his hands, and he looked like he was uh, going to go a ways. But man was down before he fumbled. Another really big third down. Get yourself the ball here with enough time to score to end the half. And North now with third and five has all kinds of options. They can run or pass. Xander Gray is the tailback. They give it to Xander off the left side. He works his way up for a first down just enough to get to the 30-yard line. That's a big man running a power power play, but he put his left foot in the ground and made a little bit of a cut to the right to make that first guy miss to get that first down. That's a nice run for a 240-pound running back. His feet are amazing in the hole, and he's deceptively fast. Murray comes in low to trip him up. Atchison finishes him off. First down and 10 at their own 30 in a 7-7 game, 345. Gray stays in. Play fake, rolls to the right, wants to throw out here to the right side. Picked off, Murray's got another one at the 35 and back-to-back turnovers for Omaha North. Nathan Murray's defense has been huge the second half of the season, and he comes up with a pick there. Okay, see, here you go, Doug. Carney turns it over. Omaha North does nothing with it. Carney then turns it over again. North goes down and scores. 
This is Carney's second turnover, and really in great position, uh, field position-wise, they need to make something happen here. 3.35 left in the half. This is an important possession. Probably the last time Carney gets it back. Nate Murray made the quarterback pay for locking into his receiver. Had his receiver inside receiver on a little flag pattern. Great play by Nate. Step in front of that ball. Ball on the far hash near the Omaha north sidelines. Coster under center, first and 10. Toss sweep to the wide side. Miko Maisner finds a hole, gets to the 30, and he'll be tripped up at the 29-yard line by Officer Thurston. It's Maisner time. We haven't seen him get very many carries. That's only his fourth carry of the game. He's fast enough to get to the edge, and we saw him really in these last couple playoff games. Of course, he's taken the game over from Carney's perspective because he's gotten the load of the opportunities, and it looks like it could be that time again. Second down, officially call it five, seven, seven, three minutes to go in the first half. Coster under center, Stallbird splits a little farther out to the left, Obermiller to the right, fake the toss sweep. Coster wants to follow his fullback, but they grab his jersey as he turns the corner and he falls forward for about a yard. Looks like it's going to be third down and three. Looked like they're just faking that toss sweep and hoping that every that flow goes outside to stop Mazner, and then he's just kind of cannon is kind of ducking inside after he fakes that that pitch. That's a new wrinkle. That's a new play. Now we have a third down, and it looks like about three yard line, three maybe four to go for the Bearcats. And again, 45 yard field goal. Let's see if they can get a first down. Third and three, a long three. Jorgensen is the fullback. Coster, long count, trying to draw him off sides, and the Bearcats are going to use a timeout. That'll be their first timeout. 2.13 to go here in the first half. The Vikings scored first. The Bearcats, a blocked punt by Hunter Novacek, scooped and scored from two yards by Isaiah Stallbird, is their score. And this timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We're tied at seven. Best of luck at State Wrestlers from Terry and Jason Stark and Jay Eckow of New Tech Seed, your yield leaders, proud to support our area wrestlers. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. With our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda, joined by Monty Kratzenstein, the former Husker, and Larry Baker, the former Islander. How'd we let you in the booth for this? I'm a good guy. <laughs> I will say that. I'll agree with that. <laughs> State football playoffs brought to you in part by Mary Landing Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. We're here in the Kearney Towing and Repair broadcast booth, tied at 7 to go in the second quarter. Kearney has it third and four at the 28-yard line of Omaha North, and Coster keeps it himself, takes a big shot, keeps on his feet, dives forward, and crosses the 25 to get the first down at the 23-yard line. Big boy football there by Cannon Coster. Yeah, it was a great run, but I do have a quick conversation for Cannon when he comes over to get this play. Don't ever reach the ball out in this game again because you'll lose it. It was Jaden Hughes that made the contact that eventually dropped him. First and 10 Bearcats now at the 23-yard line. And they will go with that pistol with both backs flanking him. Jorgensen, one of them. It's a fade pattern. No, it's a quick little stop. 
out here into the hands of Obermiller. Short gainer, that's all they wanted. They're going to give him the 17-yard line. They'll take that. That's six. Boy, he loved that play on first down where he just just pretty simple pitch and catch out there. Obermiller, the cornerback, was bailing just a little bit. And uh, nice throw, nice catch. Now you're on schedule, second down and three. Clock's running a little bit here, 127. What you want to do is obviously manage that so you, you can be the last team to touch the ball, hopefully get in touchdown before halftime. Twins to the short side again. Toss sweep wide side to Miko Maisner. And they are all over this one. Omaha North will get the tackle with Vernon Johnson. And Carney's going to lose a yard back to the 18-yard line. It'll be third down and five. They were all over that one. Larry. Well, North has clearly made the decision. We're not going to let Miko Maisner beat us. The problem is at this point, Cannon Coster's three for seven throwing the ball, and he's ran it for almost 60 yards, Doug. So they've put the ball. Omaha North is saying, Coster, you've got to beat us, and he's doing a very good job with it. Miko will break one here at some point. Stallbird slot left. Obermiller wide left. Play clock winding down. Five seconds. Out of the backfield is Jorgensen. Option with Maisner. Coster going to keep it. Ran into his own man. The pitch, Maisner probably goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. And Coster, who had the seam, but then all of a sudden one of his wide receivers got blocked back into him. And it looks like Carney will run it down to about three seconds and bring in Gabe Hines to try a field goal on fourth down. And three. We've certainly seen what Carney wants to do on third and four, third down and short or, or fourth down plays. Uh, quarterback run game option. Put the ball in Cannon's hands. Uh, as as Larry mentioned, that Omaha North defense has ta- really made a concerted effort to take away the wide game of Miko Mazner. They are a fast defense. Here's one thing I think just to keep your eyes on in the second half. I've really watched. If, if, if there's a lot of one-on-one coverage out there right now uh, with the way this is getting played, fade balls could come up big. Don't forget it was a fade ball last, last week against Prep that put Carney in a position to kick the field goal to get into the state finals. Brandon Cool's extremely upset about something down here. Yeah, he called the timeout with two seconds to go here. I don't know if they moved the ball a little farther away from the hash or what the story is, but he comes into the uh, huddle. The ball is spotted at the 16. This will be a 33-yard field goal, and now they're going to move the ball somewhere else, it looks like. That side judge is coming in going, wait a minute, it got set down where I... Yeah, but you have to put it on the hash. No, no, that's a college hash. It's a wider hash in high school. Look at where the pylon is. They line them up, eyesight them by the pylon. So here we go. Two seconds were on the clock when Hines made the field goal to beat Creighton Prep. He just wants to give Carney High the lead. Now, this one is on the left hash. They're going to drop it down at about the 22, so it would be a 32-yarder, and Coach Martin does want to use his final timeout. That's okay because that's what Coach Yonk did a week ago Friday. He used a couple of them to freeze him, and it did not bother Gabe Hines. The this only... timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need us, specializing in you. The only difference in this one is if the traffic stops out on the road, they're <laughs> not going to see a thing. There's a giant <laughs> wall in front of them. That was quite a scene a week ago in Kearney. Absolutely. And this you know, this play, it's a 7-7 ball game. Both teams have had their, their really good moments. Both teams have had some turnovers. But I'll tell you what, 
connecting on this kick and getting a 10-7 lead into halftime is a big momentum factor. Uh, but at the same time, if you miss the kick, uh, you go in 7-7, you don't feel that bad if you're carny high either way. So uh, we'll see what happens if we can get a snap, a hold, and the kick. Gabe Hines trying to give the Bearcats the lead. Each team with two turnovers here in the first half. Carney trying to utilize this possession off the Nate Murray interception. And again, Omaha North will get the ball to start the second half. So here we go. Gabe Hines lines it up on the left hash. Miller the holder. Here's the snap. It's down. The kick is away by Hines, and the kick is good. And Carney High will have the lead going into halftime of the Class A state championship on the 32-yard field goal by Gabe Hines, Carney 10, and Omaha North 7. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here on Classic Hits 98.9, KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island Hastings, and our ESPN affiliates, home of all six state championships, KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings. And we'll be back right after this. The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. And welcome back to the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth here at Memorial Stadium as we bring you the Class A State Football Championship game between the Carney Bearcats and Omaha North. Carney Towing and Repair will bring your vehicle home, so don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Carney 10, Omaha North 7 here at halftime. Coming up in just a moment, we'll take a look at the first half stats. We're going to get some analyzation from Larry Baker and Monty Kratzenstein. And then later on at halftime, NSAA director uh, Nate Newhouse in charge of football and track, among other things, will be joining us here at the half. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Well, Larry, let's start with you. Uh, We've got 24 minutes in the book. Your assessment of the first half. Well, here's the thing. In a game like this, when you're unsure and you're playing a team that, you know, Lincoln doesn't matter to these Omaha kids. Five out of the last six years, all these kids have played in this stadium before. doesn't really matter. So what happens? Are you good enough? And it's a question you ask yourself all the way through, especially if you're an outstate team. Well, it's been answered. Carney's clearly good enough. When you look at the stat lines, I mean, it's as even as you could find. A couple things that jump out at me. Uh, Fogelstum is 0 for 4 throwing the ball. Cannon Coster's 4 of 7. He's run the ball for 60 yards. I think Carney's good enough up front. If I have one question, are they going to be able to keep Milton Sarbaugh in front of them? 
They're going to come back to that. It's been their only offense. They have 150 total yards. Sauerbaugh's got 123 of them. I think it comes down to that. Can Carney keep Milton Sarball in front of them? If they can, the state championship is heading west. You know, I would agree with the, with you in a couple different cases, Larry. When I'm looking at the numbers, one of the things that, that I point to is Xander Gray has, for Omaha North, their big back has seven temps for 14 yards. So Carney has done a nice job of keeping him in check, not allowing him to just pound the ball at their inside run, de- run defense. On the other side, Nico Maisner, and you said he will break one before it all gets said and done, but he's only has three attempts for two yards. Um, he has had a hard time. Yeah, ours are a little bit behind. Over oh, here, I apologize. Side. He has five, five attempts for six yards, it looks like, with his long being a sub seven. So Miko has been held in check by that Omaha North defense. Cannon Coster, on the other hand, in the quarterback run game, has shouldered a little bit more of the rushing load. He has 60 yards on 10 attempts. So you see what, as I said, what Carney's trying to do, get the quarterback run game involved a little bit. But the two turnovers for each team are probably the keys. If you're Omaha North, you're upset about the block punt and the two turnovers. If you're, you're Carney, you're saying we were driving for a touchdown down on that second drive of the game and we had an unforced error so there's mistakes that were made both sides both coaching staffs have to be fairly optimistic going into the second half Larry anything that has surprised us I guess uh, not going as we thought it would go in this football yeah game. at least from my perspective I really thought that Carney might struggle a little bit up front with Omaha North and they haven't at all they've been really good in that spot without question Well, let's take a look at what we have for the first half stats here officially for Omaha North. You have Milton Sarbaugh, 9 carries, 123 yards. Xander Gray, 11 carries, 22 yards. Vernon Johnson has their touchdown. It was a one-carry, 5-yard on a little reverse. On a 4th and 4th, the 5, he took it in from 5 yards out. So 21 rushing attempts, 150 yards here for Omaha North, while Fogelstrom has put the ball in the air four times, and Houston is at a couple drop, but he has not completed a pass and does have the one interception by Nathan Murray that led to that field goal on the final play. So 150 on the ground, and that's every single yard for Omaha North. They have seven first downs. They're two of five on third down, one of two on fourth down. Two penalties for 10 yards, which is vastly different than what we saw the last couple of times that we saw Omaha North, so they're able to take care of that. And they do have two turnovers, one interception, and one fumble. For Carney High, Cannon Coster, 10 carries, 60 yards. Miko Maisner, 5 carries, 6 yards. Matt Studi, 2 carries, 1 yard. 17 carries, 67 yards on the ground. For Coster, he's put it up 7 times, completed 4 of those for 29 yards. He does have the one interception. So 67 on the ground, 29 through the air, 96 yards of offense for Carney. Brett Obermiller and Isaiah Stalbert each have two receptions in this football game. Carney has six first downs. They're three of five on third. They have not went for it on fourth. And again, they also have two turnovers. Carney has not been flagged for a penalty in this football game. And I would love to be down there with Damon Benning right now, who joked with me. He said, does Carney on their huddle film just take the penalties out? Well, they just don't commit that many. <laughs> Defensively, for Omaha North, Mumphrey and Cyrus Pittman each have six tackles, five solos in the first half. Wells and Sigal have four tackles. For Carney, Nathan Murray has five tackles, four of them solo. You don't want a safety being your leading tackler, but Nathan does have five, and Lee Harrington has five tackles 
three solos. So those are your first half stats. Monty, anything that stands out to you there? Well, if you're if you're Carney, when you're talking to your defense, you're you're talking you've played some great team defense as we have all year long. But make sure you're aware of who the CRB player is, and by that I mean the player on the backside that's responsible for the counter sweep the uh, bootleg or the reverse on the backside because that's where they can bite you with the big play we saw in the very first play of the ball game. So that backside player, play your responsibility and play team defense. From an offensive standpoint, Carney's going to have to keep it balanced. That's what they do. If they limit their mistakes and are patient and can continue to believe that it will happen, as you mentioned, Larry, uh, you've just got to believe it's going to happen. The dam's going to break at one point. And also there's going to be opportunities to make special teams play in that second half continue to make special teams plays for Carney Bearcats. We're going to take a break, and when we come back here at halftime, the man that runs the show when it comes to NSAA football, Nate Newhouse, will join us here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Carney 10, Omaha North 7 at the half. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Well, as we said, this is the sixth and final state football championship game. And then we make fun that a week from Thursday, it is time for the winter sports season to begin with wrestling and basketball and all that goes on the swim season as well. Yesterday here in the state football championships, East Butler took advantage of six South Loop turnovers to win the D1 title game, 36-14. to Bruning Davenport Shickley just was outstanding on the ground to win D1. Uh, to win D2 over Blue Hill, 58-23. to And then, Larry, uh, I guess one that was kind of fun for us, although we like Coach Terman, uh, Coach Snodgrass in York, really took control in a 31 nothing win last night here to win Class B. Yeah, for me and that whole thing, of course I love Glenn Snodgrass. He's a great guy. But the part for me, Doug, is what Glenn Snodgrass did. He went to a program that was absolute ashes. It was a dumpster fire, one of the worst programs in all of Class B, and he gets it to the state finals four or five years ago, loses the game, sets a mission, and wins a state championship. And at least right now, things will change. We'll talk to Nate about that in a minute but in probably the toughest class in in football i just that is a great message for teams across the state be willing to bring the shovel in the bucket and you'll win earlier today in c1 norfolk catholic captured their 10th class c1 championship by just methodically beating boone central newman grove and ended up 35 to nothing and then utan scored all of their points in the second half and had three touchdowns in the last four minutes of the third quarter we were scoreless in utan Avenged an earlier season loss to beat Centennial 27-6. to And here at the half, Carney 10, 
and Omaha North 7. Larry, why don't you introduce our halftime guest? I do it all the time. <laughs> Nate Newhouse, of course, he's uh, director of football and track at the uh, NSAA. And if you've been to um, uh, any of our playoff games in the state of Nebraska or our state finals or state track meet, you know that they're fabulously run. So, Nate Newhouse, how are you, brother? Good. Thanks, guys. Happy to be up here and hanging out. Good. Well, you've got all kinds of questions, Baker. <laughs> no. You've got all kinds of questions, so let me here we go, let me huh? offer the easy one. Nate, uh, he's going to get into the changes in football, sure. but we really haven't had a lot of close football games here in the finals. This has been a good one so far. Uh, the East-West has kind of been broken out now that we are playing 16 brackets full open. How close are we to doing that in Class D? Good question. I don't think very close as long as we continue to take 32 to the playoffs. The Class D contingency is still pretty set in the fact that if we go to a, a statewide scheduling, you could get a lot of traveling from mm-hmm. east-west across the state. There's another round with 32 teams in the playoffs. So until they decide, the member schools decide, and the eight-man schools decide to go to a 16-team bracket, we'll probably always maintain that east-west split. Do you think that's close to coming with the numbers dwindling? Maybe. I think as those numbers continue to get smaller, then that would lead to the possibility of going to less teams in the playoffs. But as long as we're in the mid to high 40s, low 50s, I don't think it'll change. Nate, we know every other year uh, you have a December to February that's quite busy and uh, you have a very daunting task uh, because you have to do the scheduling. You know, as of November 30th, we know who's playing 11, who's playing 8, what class they're in. You'll put the districts together in December, and then through January, we'll all lie to each other and tell everybody we're bad, and then uh, put our preference pieces together, and then you put the full schedule together for two years in February. We've got some differences this year where we went to an all-boy enrollment. We kind of classified them specifically by number so we know where they slot. Talk about how those changes are going to look. We know A is going to look different. B, really the 11-man piece specifically is just going to look a lot different not better, not worse. It's going to look a lot different. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it is going to look different. I think looking at the preliminary numbers without anybody opting up or opting down like they have the opportunity to do, Class A is going to grow to probably around 32 to 33 schools. Class B is going to probably shrink to as few as maybe 22 schools. And then in C1 and C2, we currently have 43 and 44 C1, C2. I bet we see more in the high 30s in each class. Uh, And that's before people decide if they want to opt up or opt down. The eight-man level, I think you'll also see a slight decrease in D1 and D2, each class, maybe four to five schools. And uh, you'll see a greater increase in the six-man football. We currently had 25 schools playing six-man in the last two-year cycle. And as we move forward into 18-19, I bet we see as many as 32 to 35 schools play six-man. Yeah, and so as this happens, you know, Clearly, football is a very dear sport to us. We believe it's the greatest team game uh, that we currently have. How do you see the health of the game, and more specifically, the health of the game in Nebraska? Right. At one point, maybe three, four, five years ago, people thought the game of football was in real concern. Huge dwindling participation numbers. we got to make the game safer, and we've done that. I'm fortunate enough to sit on some national rules committees, and I can tell you that that is of the utmost importance when we look at changing rules. How does it make the game safer? And in the last three or four years, 
the decrease in numbers of the participation numbers have platformed or, or plateaued, sorry. They, they haven't dipped. They haven't really grown anywhere. And if you looked at it across the country, we may be down, let's say, 18,000 people in the game of football. It's like one per school across the country. So it's in good shape. We've done a lot to minimize the risk. The thing that people, fans, spectators have to understand is the game's going to look a little different. It's going to be played a little bit different. Those big hits, those things we used to really celebrate, we're removing that from the game. And you see it at every level. This isn't a high school issue. You've seen it at the NFL. You've seen it at the NCAA level. So naturally, the, the high school level is going to do the same things to protect the athletes. The game's in a good place. It's in good hands. Well, I, I, I would say lastly for me, and I can assure you I'm not saying this uh, because I know Nate really don't like Nate all that much. <laughs> That's fair. But I do think the NSAA does do a good job, Nate, and I'm very appreciative uh, of being a Nebraska football guy and, and, and one of what's becoming not very many 11-man coaches in our state, that we do think that the NSA does a good job, and you do. Since they've gotten a football guy in at football and a wrestling guy in at wrestling, they've really been more specific and intentional about each sport. I do think things uh, are, are moving in the right direction. And lastly, you may know nothing about this, but where are we at with a search on a new uh, executive director with the NSA? It's in progress. Uh, and that's as much as my pay scale allows me to really know what's, what's going on right now. And I appreciate the kind words, but I can also uh, say this confidently that uh, the NSAA, we, we get a fair amount of credit for what we do and sometimes a fair amount of discredit for when things don't necessarily go the way people like. But the member schools, the ADs, the coaches, the principals, the students, you know, the athletes, the NSAA is all of that. And we're all a part of this and we all want to do what's best for athletes and schools and kids. And so when we get a chance to meet and go through the legislative process and pass proposals and do the things that our NSAA stands for, uh, I really want to appreciate the efforts from our member schools and those that are involved. Nate Newhouse of the NSAA with us here. Everybody that's directly involved with football knows how this whole process goes of getting the schedule ready for the next two years with fewer schools and that whole east-west thing how do you put together i mean i'm one of those guys that says you know what you're beatrice you do have to make a trip out to Garing, or you're omaha gross you do have to make a trip out to alliance and i i get it it happens in the playoffs or scott's bluff uh it seems like the teams in our tri-cities area get the bulk of that both times is it just going to stay that way or is there any thought given to that or do you, if a coach requests it you'll do it but if they don't you're going to stay with the current system yeah it's a tough puzzle to put together i mean especially in b we we try to do what we can to minimize that travel and and i've heard this and had a lot of conversations about how are we going to bridge the gap from east to west and sometimes those in the west are always playing those in the the center you know that midline that runs right through carney and grand island area and can we get some of the easternmost schools to travel and play some of those westernmost schools? And you've seen some of that. Uh, we had a real, uh, and I can't remember the team specifically, but we've seen a couple of schools that have agreed to play each other that maybe haven't in the past and then played at a neutral site. Yeah, we did that. You did side. that. And there was, I had another one even further out east, and they played like a Hastings Adams Central or something. But uh, hopefully the member schools can really work together and understand it's, it's interesting because a long trip – in western Nebraska is a really long trip to the eastern people, you know, people in the eastern part of the state. You're a school in the east and you make a 45-minute road trip, you think that's a long ways. When you're in the west, 45 minutes would be a great road trip. You're taking four or five-hour road trips. So it's different, and each part of the state has its own little, you know, idiosyncrasies that we have to address. Yeah, Kearney Catholic to Mitchell 
was a was a long way, and everybody thought Carney High to Millard North, which was fun the night before, sure. was a long way. No, no, it was just two and a half. We went to we went to Baird this year. We left at nine fifteen in the morning and got home at four forty five in the morning. Well, and here's an interesting landscape of it all. And the kids York, had fun. York went east to Elkhorn South to open the year, and they went as far as Sydney wow. and McCook. Throughout the regular season as well, so they're right. In, they get pulled both ways, and there's a handful of so the Auroras, the Grand Island Northwest, the schools in that corridor get pulled both ways. Nate, last question before I let you go: Games at Memorial Stadium. Where are we setting right now with the future? Is it going to stay on these days? Is it going to stay at Memorial Stadium for the near future? There's. I have seen nothing that would indicate we're leaving Memorial Stadium, uh, and, and I'm excited. I, great question. I'm excited to be a part of the six-man championship next year. And we'll do that in Kearney still. So I see no reason to leave Memorial Stadium. Our member schools want to play in Memorial Stadium until something drastic would happen where we'd be forced out, which I don't see that happening. This is our home. Nate Newhouse from the Nebraska School Activities Association. Thanks for the time here at halftime, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks for what you do. It is 10 to 10-7, Kearney High leading Omaha North. We'll be back with more after this timeout. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Well, they had their believers and achievers at halftime, and they uh, have that throughout the year. $500 scholarships awarded to eight seniors. They have 48 semifinalists. Then they have a banquet at the end of the year, and eight seniors receive that $500 scholarship. And uh, throughout now, the last few years, they'll have these uh, athletes or student athletes uh, show up at a variety of activities, whether it's volleyball here at state football, basketball, uh, and a couple of uh, folks that we want to mention here today. Morgan Nibby was honored here tonight at halftime of the football game from Red Cloud, and of course, Maddie Haggy from Ord. Uh, again, Haggy, another former Husker, but another Chanticleer that we had to make sure Monty and Larry to mention here tonight. We 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 all have all of our kids have overcome some sort of genetic <laughs> issue, right? Uh, and I'll tell you what, I know Mark Haggy from the days of, of coming down here in Lincoln. I've known Mark Haggy for a lot of part of my life, and that young lady has overcome some some uh, genetics uh, over, over the years. And I hope Mark's listening to him because, by the way, Mark does a great job at whatever he does, and I want to wish him the best. I, actually, she followed uh, her mama. Yeah, that and that's and that's one of the best things that Mark did was uh, was was marry that woman. Mark is recovering from a little bit of a bypass surgery. Mm. You know, Mark never does anything small, no, right? No. And so uh, he decided instead of going just double bypass, he decided to go five. So so uh, wishing Mark the best best of uh, health. He's doing, seems like he's doing pretty well and uh, wish the best. Hope to see him during basketball season. No kidding. Got 
those cowboy boots on in the hospital bed, too. Uh, you have been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Carney 10, Omaha North 7. North will get the ball to start the third quarter when we begin the second half here on Classic Hits 98.9 and ESPN 1460 and 1550. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Time now to take a look at the field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners. Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service delivering success, of course, when you're at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. You don't have to worry about the conditions here. Perfect turf, little chilly, but actually not all that bad, it sounds like, down on the field. I went down on the pregame, and uh, it's just been a little bit different every single game. The wind did die down a little bit. Also want to remind our listeners that our final Husker lunch of the year is set for tomorrow at noon at Cunningham's, the Doug and Daddy show from 11 to 12. And then Steve Sipple, the Lincoln Journal star, will be there from noon to 1, looking back at Penn State, previewing Iowa, and then, of course, everything that might be going on this upcoming weekend. Uh, coaching rumors, recruiting, it's free and open to the public, so be sure to join us tomorrow from noon until 1. Gabe Hines has it teed up. To start the second half here, Carney leading it 10-7. He's got the breeze behind him, and the kick is away. And this is going to be a shorter kick. And coming up to take it at the 12-yard line, to the 15, to the 20. That's going to be Mumphrey. He's getting to the right side. He tries to shake a tackle at the 25. Novacek and company over there to finish him off. They'll bring him down at the 27. First and 10, Omaha North. And... I expect they're going to come out with a little attitude to start this first drive here, Larry. Yeah, I would expect the same. And, again, I think you're going to see toss. And I tell you, Omaha North's got enough speed just there even on that kickoff. Every time they kind of start moving around, you kind of hold your breath. Nice job by that outside contained guy to keep his leverage and turn him back inside. If you don't do that, boy, you're you're Gandhi. There should be a penalty flag. They broke the huddle with 12 guys. They broke the huddle with 12 guys. Leckix ran off the field, and they'll hand it off on the uh, ISO and tripping up again. Sarbaugh has had a couple of times he's so fast that he hasn't been able to move forward. I don't know why we didn't get a flag there, guys. I'm glad they didn't because it's second down, and they lost three. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they lost a couple, but Leckix ran off the side of the field after they broke the huddle, and you don't have to know much to know that that's not legal. Again, that inside run defense of Carney High, uh, putting a lot of pressure, getting the Vikings off schedule. Vernon Johnson, the only wide out, short side, one-on-one. They'll fake the handoff. They want to go to Johnson deep, down the middle of the field. He gets by two defenders. He dives and cannot haul it in. Boy, that was close at the 35-yard line. Carney just not as fast as Vernon Johnson. He is Sarbaugh's fast. I believe Johnson may be faster. Yeah, that was, I mean, he was open. They just ran the post. Carney ran with him, though. Kale Masters over there at the cornerback position was running on his outside shoulder, was a step behind, but Nathan Murray did bite a little bit on that play fake, as you normally would, as much as they've been running the eye back. Uh, break for Carney with him not completing that long pass. Carney trying to get a three and out here. It's third down and 12. Motion from right to left with Foster. 
Toss sweep. They're trying to find the little room here, and there's that cut back again. Sarbaugh, look out. Stalberg slows him down, and Atchison will get the tackle. That's the same kind of run that he broke the 60-yarder to start the game. They tried to do it again, intentional or not. He gets two. It'll be fourth down and ten. That looked intentional. Legitimately, he got over there, stuck his foot in the ground, and went back. And that time, Carney did a great job. There's your CRB players. Yes. In that case, there was two of them. Your outside cornerback and your defensive ends taking care of counter, sweep, bootleg, and reverse. In that case, it was a toss sweep that went. Well, here's a punt, boys. That hasn't worked well. That's Carney's touchdown. It was a punt block. Carney jumps up the middle again. This time, the kick is away. Short kick. Studi runs up, slides to make the catch at the 47-yard line. Carney wants a penalty, but there wasn't nothing North could do there. No, and I tell you, those short punts are hard to field because you're running forward like that. That's not easy. Matt Studi has done a great job of that all year long of getting to those punts and saving yardage on that, on the those short punts, and he's fearless when it comes to that. Now Carney has the ball starting off in Omaha North territory, starts second half. There's a 20-yard punt. Carney being on defense is in perfect position to start the third quarter. They take the first snap in Carney or in Omaha North territory at the 47. So, Larry, you talk about adjustments that you want to make, and we do have a timeout, television timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. But did you see anything on just three snaps that Omaha North adjusted? Now, uh, Omaha North tried. I do think that was intentional. They tried to wind that sweep all the way back and get Sarbaugh loose. They clearly are going to want to be committed to that. He had two of the three uh, carries on that drive. The other was a pass. Uh, Doug, this is important for Carney. Carney got a bunch of momentum on that defensive stop right now, because and you're in plus territory right now at about the 47-yard line. Move this thing down, and you put Omaha North in some trouble. If you go up by 10, Omaha North still tons of time. They'll run the ball, but you just put the onus on them to throw it and take them out of who they are a little bit. And Omaha North continues to not be able to complete passes. They're 0 for 5, and they've had receivers wide open. They've had a couple of drops. They've had a couple that are overthrown. And their inability to throw the ball down the field uh, really makes them limited, especially if they get down two scores. Well, you've got to be able to just throw a safe pass, something that you can make sure you complete to get it going. So Carney now, their first snap of the second half, up 10 to 7. Quarterback draw all the way. Costa room on the left side, 45-40. Down the left sideline, 35-30. He'll be shoved out of bounds at the 26-yard line. 21 on the first play for the Bearcats. And it's read option. They have a fair, They only ran it about three times in the first uh, half, and they had success with it. And right there, he does a great job with it. Ride the back, and Coster brings it out the back door. You see the back, the, the back side or the right side guard pulling on that, almost like a little bit of a counter play. And quarterback run game is dangerous at all levels. Three wideouts with Stalberg to the wide side. Out of the shotgun, Coster wants to throw. Out of the backfield, it is complete to Studi. He's at the 20, the 15. He's hit at the 10, spins forward to the 8. First and goal, Bearcats. And I was going to ask you guys, Monty, should we be concerned that Carney's offense didn't score in the first half? Well, they've come out with a couple of nice plays and here. And you see them doing a couple of different things here. Now Studi is in one-back position. They run the receivers off to the right and run down the field. They, they slip him out of the backfield wide open. Good run and catch, and that's a little different, too. He has not caught the ball very much out of the, the backfield in this regular season. Brandon Cool doing what he does. First and goal, they'll officially put the ball down at the nine. Stalbert out there with C.J. Payne one-on-one. But this is going to be run all the way. 
Coster trying to find a way to get up the field. It's well covered. A gain of one to the eight. And there's about five blue jerseys on top of it. Yeah, and it's the worst first and goal you could possibly get just inside the ten. So they're going to make you get all ten yards to score. It's a full uh, rack of downs here. 9.35 to go in the third. Carney 10, Omaha North 7, Bearcats second and goal at the Viking 8-yard line after a short punt by Omaha North. Gave Carney great field position at the Viking 47. Obermiller wide left, Stalberg slot left. They'll have both backs in, Jorgensen and Studi, and send Jorgensen in motion from left to right. Out of the pistol. Option play that side, going to have to pitch. Dangerous pitch. Studi got it, and he will just make it back to the line of scrimmage again. Well covered there by the Vikings of Omaha North. The tackle is made by Pittman, and it'll be third down and goal. There you see another little little uh, something different. Will Jorgensen went in motion out into the, the wide side of the field, takes him away as lead blocker, just kind of takes the guy with him. Run the speed option there, and well defended by Omaha North. Very fast linebackers, very good sure tacklers. Now we got a third down and goal from the seven-yard line. Um, quarterback run game, rollout pass. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, I like RPO. Get him out uh, and, and a little run pass option. Look out for Atchison, tight end to the left side. He stays in to block. It's just going to be a fade to the corner of the end zone and incomplete. Boy, Carney's wide receiver in Stallbird. Just got caught up in between the traffic there, and it's incomplete. Well, Carney's going to have to try another field goal. Do we have a flag? No, Coach Cool wants pass interference, but the reason there's no pass interference is either the receiver ran the wrong route or Coster threw the wrong route because the receivers were breaking in and the ball was thrown out, so it's completely uncatchable. That's why you wouldn't get a pass interference call there. So Carney will line up for a 24-yard field goal. Hines is one for two. He made... Missed the 43-yarder from the right hash. He made the 33-yarder from the left hash on the final play of the third quarter or second quarter. Miller the holder. Ooh, tough one. He got it down. The kick is up, and the kick is good. Miller did a good job to corral a wide snap there, and Gabe Hines will hit the 24-yard field goal. So Carney scores on their opening possession of the second half, and with 8.24 to go here, the score is Carney 13 Omaha North 7 on Classic Hits City SPN. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The State High School football playoffs on Classic Hits 98.9 and ESPN 1460 and 1550 brought to you by Mary Lanning Memorial, Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. As Hines boots it away, deep kick, it goes into the end zone and that is a touchback. Omaha North running it out. Is this the first time you've played? All that can do is cause an injury or a penalty somewhere along the way if somebody gets a little chippy. First down and 10 at the 20. Hines 
pounds that one into the end zone. Yeah, and, and, and here, I mean, Carney's just had such a great start. They've really got to bear down here because one play puts no, Omaha North back in the lead. Carney's been down inside here three times, and they've only come away with six points. Now the offense has yet to score a touchdown. Omaha North, after the touchback, will have Xander Gray as the eye back. First down and 10, they give it to Gray, straight up the middle, finds a little crease, gets into the secondary, and he'll have eight, maybe nine yards before he's brought down by Murray and Miller. Second down and one. When Omaha North's offensive line can base block, when they can find that guy in front of them and just get in their way, Xander Gray gets a little momentum hitting the line. When the Kearney defense can slant, can blitz, can create some movement once again up there and create penetration, then it works well for Kearney. Now, this is kind of a free down if they want to try something on second and one. Oglestrom on the run. Let's drop the ball. It's on the ground. Carney's covered it. It is Thad Huber who has come away with the fumble. Carney had the first two turnovers of the game, and North has now turned it over three times since then. Yeah, and that he hit the fullback's knee, I think, when he went to turn. He hits the fullback's knee with the ball. He may have never seated it in his hands from the center. No, he never had the ball from the center at all. And then it goes in between his legs and back into the line of scrimmage. And absolutely, one more unforced error for Omaha North. They had a second down one. They're just running ISO, the simplest play in football. And they make a mistake. And now Carney is in business to go up, has a chance to go up two scores, to get the ball in positive position, first and uh, 10 from the 29-yard line of Omaha Vikings. Right place, right time. Bearcats put Huber in the slot left. Obermiller wide left. Four wide out. Look, Stalbert wide right. I think he might be getting the ball here. He really wants to know what's going on. Coster takes the snap. Quarterback draw, and he is going to be swallowed up immediately by Alex Williford. So they wanted to run quick, wanted to run motion, and North disciplined that time, stayed home, and made the tackle. Well, there you had the linebacker follow the pulling guard. That was the play Monty talked about that they ran on the last series where it's kind of quarterback power, and the linebacker just followed his pulling guard there. Loss of one, actually, will bring up second down and 11. Coster now 13 carries, 81 yards. 13-7, Carney, 7-10 to go here in quarter number three. Bearcats trying to take advantage of a turnover and get a touchdown. Huber in motion from left to right, giving him twins. It's going to be an inside handoff, and Miko Maisner has just not got anything going. He's upended by Malachi O'Neill in the backfield, and Carney's going the wrong way. And Omaha North is able to do things that teams have not been able to do the whole regular season. That's make one-on-one tackles in space on Miko Maisner. Yeah, and they're able to just get there with more of their body, not just their arms, because they're a little faster. A lot of those guys earlier in the year weren't quite as fast as Omaha North, so when they got there to make that tackle, it was arms only. Now they're able to body them up. Uh, where's that pitch play with Maisner's had a lot of success with? Only run it one or two times. Let's see if they run a little hook to get him in field goal range and maybe break a tackle. Coster back to pass screen underneath the Maisner's. Got room. 30-25. Stiff arm 20. Tight rope first down. That got that tight rope to the 18-yard line. One more than he needed. 14-yard little screen pass over here to Miko Maisner. And it's fresh set of downs for the Bearcats in the red zone for Omaha North. Leading it 13-7. They'll mark him at the 18. Short-sided screen to the twin receiver side. Both those guys blocking Omaha North. Just didn't have enough people out there. Well-designed play. Stahlberg does such a great job downfield. They'll split the backs again here. 
Send Jorgensen out of motion to the wide side. That's the left side. They've run it that way a lot. I think he took up off the field, but there is no penalty. So they'll pitch it to Maisner trying to get to the corner. He got to about the 15. Carney might have got away with one there, guys. It looked like Jorgensen headed up the field before the ball was snapped. You know, one of the interesting things, Doug, that we talked about at the half is Nate Newhouse brings up how fast he felt. You know, that kid, number three, wow, is he fast. When Nate Newhouse can identify you as an athlete and identify your speed, and remember, this is a kid that ran a high 4 2 four, three. Nate Newhouse, state track guy and coached at the Division II level for about a decade. It shows you Maisner's for real. Second and seven out of the I formation. Ray in motion. Toss sweep right side. Jorgensen the blocking back. Maisner pops to the outside. Slips to tackle at the 10 to the 5. Touchdown, Miko Maisner. And there's your toss sweep, Larry. Yeah, that just he's just got enough speed. And like you talked about, he had enough speed to get there. And it was arm tackles. Arm tackles aren't enough to bring Miko down. And Will Jorgensen, as he has all season long, the lead blocker and the toss sweep, went ahead and put his head right in the middle of that Omaha North defender. Outstanding drive by Carney. Hey, boys, they're up uh, two scores here. And the Bearcats ready to add the extra point on the five points bank touchdown. Five points bank, the better bank. A 15-yard run by Miko Maisner, his longest run of the night. Now Gabe Hines. Extra point is up, and the extra point is good with 5.59 to go in the third quarter of the Class A State Football Championship. Carney 20, Omaha North 7 here on Classic Hits at ESPN. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. State football playoff action brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Kearney High has now taken a 13-point lead over Omaha North with 5.59 to go in the third quarter. It is 20-7. And Gabe Hines ready to boot it away. Last one went through the end zone. This one into the end zone and not happy about it is going to be Cantrell Mumphrey. He (laughs) caught it at the one, but he stepped back half a yard into the end zone. And anything there, I guess uh, that's a tough one to decide. Larry, what do you think? Oh, yeah, no question. His foot went in the end zone. If your foot goes in the end zone, yes, doesn't matter where the ball is. Nope. If you go into the end zone and he freaked out, he did have some – I mean, these guys have have been talked to about how they act. He had teammates immediately come and tell him to calm down. Omaha North is still very much in this game. They can't lose their uh, space here. Most important drive of the football game for Omaha North. And Xander Gray stays in as the eye back. Storm pitches it to him. Left side cuts it back up over the center and runs into Lee Harrington. It'll bring him down, but a nice four-and-a-half, five-yard gain. We'll call it second down and five. 
and you see the difference of being behind two scores versus being behind one. If you're behind one, you just kind of pound the ball, keep doing what you're doing, but you kind of feel like even though there's plenty of time left, you kind of feel a sense of urgency here in this drive to go ahead and score. I think the thing is if you're Omaha North, you can stay so patient because a 70-yard pass or a 70-yard toss play is just as probable. Second down and five. Hogelstrom takes, gives it to Gray, straight up the middle, follows his left guard, has the first down, gang tackled, not yet, takes a whole bunch of Bearcats to bring him down at the 35-yard line. So Xander Gray, right up the gut, gets 15 yards on these two carries. Yeah, the difference in this game right now legitimately is the speed of Miko Maisner. He was able to save uh, the run uh, in the first quarter, well, the first play the Omaha North had, which in the past that would have been a touchdown, and he had the speed to get to the edge and score this last touchdown. First down and 10. Stay with Gray with the fullback. Judson blocking back in front of him. Here comes the run. Blitz, they want to throw. Holgenstrom has to scramble. Now he gets to the outside. There is a flag, 35-40-45, and it looks like this will come back because of a hold. Carney Bearcat fans, very knowledgeable about what they're seeing. Well, yeah, the fullback is going to get credit for a full-on tackle, an unassisted tackle. They probably won't put it in as a hold. They'll just say tackle. Watch the blitzer get uh, tackled right there. <laughs> oh, my. Well, and once again, you know, they, they stem into that five-man front and then plug the linebacker, so it turned into a six-man front there at the snap. And Omaha North has had trouble with that defensive play pretty much the whole game that linebacker has come free and there it cost some big yards and they're way behind uh the sticks right now uh this is where you want omaha north in a first down and long situation first and 23 and north hasn't had a whole lot of penalties tonight that's just their third one of the ball game gray out of the eye formation twins to the right they give it to xander again Gray breaks a tackle, and he's got a lot of yards, 25, 30, 35, and he'll have to be gang-tackled at the 38-yard line. Huge gain on the play. It's going to be second down and seven, a gain of 16 for Xander Gray. Yeah, and they're, like I said, he's got enough speed. Big boy's getting rolling a little bit. Uh, now he's coming out, and you're going to see a little bit of the lightning portion of Thunder and Lightning as Milton Sarbaugh checks in the game. Second down, and looks like about six uh, for the Viking offense. Johnson's also going to check in, split out wide to the left here. 20 to 7, Carney High, 4.15 to go in the third quarter. Out of the eye formation, they'll give it to Sarbaugh straight up the left side, and he's got a seam, runs into Hunter Novacek. And also on the bottom of the pile to help make the tackle there is Josh Ray, but he's got enough for the first down. He picks up the seven that he needed, moved the change to the 45. So come on, North converts first down and 23. Yeah, Doug, here's here's the deal. There's still so much time. As long as this stays at 13, Omaha North doesn't have to change a single bit of their offense. Split out wide to the right is Foster. They have not completed a pass yet. They're 0 for 5. Sarbaugh the lone back. Here comes the blitz again. Toss sweep right side. Sarbaugh following his block. String it out. Stallbird hits him, wraps him up, and they'll bring him down with some help from Nate Murray behind the line of scrimmage. They'll give him forward progress to the line. It'll be second down and 10. Nine, that, that play ended all the way literally on the sideline at Omaha North. Nine Carney Bearcats were at the ball carrier. Only two players still in the middle of the field. You have to rally to this guy. And that's that's the team defense that Carney has shown all season long. Vernon Johnson, when do they get him the football here? He's split to the right. You have got 
Like kicks to the left, and they're looking for Johnson. Pump fake. Little stop and go down the right sideline. It's well covered, and he couldn't catch it in bounds. He caught it over his shoulder, but they're going to say that he is out of bounds, and Carney was all over him defensively. That was a great pass. And as we watch the replay, yeah, Johnson did step out. Boy, he made a great catch. It was a great everything. He was just a little bit too far to the sideline. Now you have a third down and 10 situation. And, and I don't know if you're in four down territory at this point, Larry, or not, but their punting game maybe depends on how much they get in this, this play here. Xander Gray, the eye back, three wide outs. And they'll give it to Xander up the middle. He hits a couple of Bearcats and falls backwards, but short of the first down, but he got nine. And it's going to be fourth and one at the Bearcat 46-yard line. If they had an up-tempo go, this would be where they use it. But looks like they will huddle it up here, and Coach Martin will send it a play. Yeah, no question. If I'm Coach Martin, Xander Gray gets this ball. He's kind of starting to feel it right now. Yep, a lot of a big, big body with a lot of momentum, right? 16 carries, 72 yards. Fourth down and one. High formation. They'll turn. They'll give it to Gray. Gray, big hole over the left side. And then he is dropped by Isaiah Stalbert at the 41-yard line. So easy get that time for Omaha North the way it worked out again a five. Great job by the fullback there. Led on the inside linebacker and just obliterated him. And this is a good drive by Omaha North. They haven't had trouble moving the football. They've got 211 yards rushing. It's been sustaining the drive and finishing those drives, even though they've been moving it, staying away from the turnovers. This has been their best drive, I think, of the game. Remember, 100 of those 200 rushing yards were on two Sarbaugh carries. Twins to the right. Sarbaugh is the eye back. They'll toss it to him right side. Gets a good block. Cuts back. Gets to the 35. Ball's kicked out. It's headed toward the sidelines, and nobody can get it. Once he fumbled it, it just shot towards the Omaha North sideline and goes out of bounds. And we've got a player down trying to get over there to the football at the 38-yard line. Yeah, those, in, Vikings. those injuries happen many times on a fumble because everybody throws caution to the wind. You're kind of like a rodeo clown. You're in there to save somebody, and you'll do anything to get it. And it looks like we'll be okay over there with Bryce Lekix. He already has a brace on that right knee, and he's going to try and hobble it off here as he got rolled up on. It's going to be a gain of two on that play, and it'll be second down and eight at the Bearcat 39. It is Omaha North with the ball, but Carney with the lead, 20-17, to 17, under two minutes now to go in the third quarter. And they'll give it to Xander Gray. Cuts back to the right, and Stahlberg sticks with Atchison, and they bring him down after a gain of one. Here's the key. Did you see what Stahlberg did that time as he tackled him below the waist, Dave, or Doug? I think that's the important piece, right below the waist. Uh, they're big, thick legs. I get it. But if you tackle that guy high, he's going to tattoo you. Yeah, but Isaiah Stahlberg is one of the most physical players. We've talked about him all season long, and he put himself in a good position. Tyler Atchison over there, kind of on that uh, short side of the field, also doing a nice job. Now it's third down, six, six to go, probably four down territory. Wesson and Foster are split to the short side. They give it to Sarbaugh off the right side. He slips a tackle. He slips another one, and then he is going to be brought down short of the first down by Murray at the 35-yard line. I'm going to tell you what. Give a lot of credit to Nathan Murray. We have seen some kids that continue to get better, and Stallbird's the kid that impressed me at the first half of the year, and he continued to do so. But Murray has really 
played well here the last six football games. Doug, this is huge because this kind of is where Omaha North has shoved their chips in on this drive. You need to deny them here and have all this effort go for nothing, and it's coming to this play. Fourth down and four. Xander Gray is the tailback at the Bearcat 35. A quick little out pass, and it is no, he dropped incomplete. It. In the hands there of Ronnell Wells, but he could not hold on. And it'll be Carney Bearcat ball as they deny him on fourth down. Continued inability to play pitch and catch from the Excuse Omaha, me. Omaha let, North Vikings. Monty, let me correct that. That was Johnson. Wells was running in to play defense. Vernon Johnson, who is, should be their number one receiver, couldn't hold on to it right at the first down marker. All I know is incomplete pass puts the ball in the Bearcats' hands with one, one minute, a little bit over one minute left in this third quarter, up two scores. This is usually somewhere in here, that first part of the fourth quarter, is where you see Miko take off. 20-7, Carney. You're listening to KKPR-FM and KXPN, KICS-AM. Carney Hastings. Coster in the shotgun. Little read option with Studi. He keeps it himself, slips the first tackle, scoots across the 35 to the 37. Only a two-yard gain. Carney's offense hasn't been blowing things up today. 165 yards of total offense. Their best drive was the last one. It was only a 29-yard drive, but they were finally able to get Mazer in from 15 yards out. When you have balance and you have diversity in your offense, you know there's nothing you have to rely on. They just do so many different things. Quarterback run game, wide game, uh, backs out of the backfield, a little bit of rollout pass, a lot of balance. Studi stays in the backfield to the right of Coster. He'll roll to his right, throw it underneath, and it's a high one, but it is caught by Thad Huber. Again, a very short gain of only two to the 39, and it'll be third down and six, and Carney doesn't have to run another play here in this third quarter unless they want to with the wind, which might be smart from a punting situation, but since it's not that bad, they're going to go ahead and take this into the fourth quarter. Kearney High is 12 minutes away from the second Class A state football championship in school history, but the lead is 20-7. Omaha North still in it. Omaha North has made two two-touchdown comebacks this season. Kearney High going to try to make sure it's not the third. Kearney 20, Omaha North 7, the fourth quarter next on Classic Hits at ESPN. It's never too late for Endzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Endzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Endzone's wide application window, you can even add Endzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Endzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Endzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Endzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. It's the final quarter of the high school football season, and at the moment, this may be the best of the state championships so far. And, of course, for our vantage point, it's because Kearney High has the lead. Kearney 20, Omaha North 7. Kearney will start third and six at their own 39-yard line on the first snap of the fourth quarter. 
And as we said, Omaha North has already shown that they can come back from two touchdowns down in the fourth quarter twice this year. They did it with Grand Island. They did it last week with Omaha Burke, 29-28, to make it to this state final. Cannon Coster will be out of the pistol. Twins left, single back right. Matt Studi is in the backfield with him. Coster back to pass. Has time. Moves his feet. Throws it deep down the field into double coverage. The ball is deflected away, trying to get it to Isaiah Stallbird. Johnson was over there along with Sigal. And Coster's just been a little underthrown on a couple of these deep balls here today. Kind of went for went for a little horn pattern there, a little out and up. Uh, had, Isaiah had him just for for a couple couple steps there, but uh, great reaction time, recovery time by that uh, Omaha North defensive back. Yeah, this is big here. Get the punt off, make the tackle. Always when you get these guys in some space, they've shown tonight to have plenty of speed. Johnson to return it. Coster has time, boots it away, tries to go for the low roll like he did the first time, and he does. Johnson has no chance to return it. Carney watches it roll 5, 10, maybe 15 yards. It's going to die at around the 21-yard line. So a nice punt that time of 40 yards and no return at Omaha North. We'll have it first and 10 at their own 21 with 11.41 remaining in the game. North trailing 20 to 7. Yeah, 20 to 7 here again. This just keeps Carney, or excuse me, oh, well, a lot of pressure on Carney because Omaha North can stay in what they want to do. In that last drive, they finally seem to have something going. And the Carney defense stiffened like it has done all year. First down and 10. It is Gray, the eye back. They've stayed with him. Big hole up the middle. Shakes one man, shakes another, and he's into the clear. 30, 40, 50, and into Carney territory at the 48-yard line. Huge gain. How about 31 yards? I'm going to I'm gonna see how many people, if I hearken back to the name of Earl Campbell, you know, coming through the middle of that line with with, with his legs churning. I'll tell you what, Xander had some momentum. It just was, was blasting up the middle. Uh, good job stopping him when they did, but uh, big play for the Omaha North Viking offense. Been a while since North had a big run play. They get one there. Take a snap in Carney territory. Sarbaugh in. Starts left. Cuts back up on the hash. Gets into the secondary. And he'll be tackled by Josh Ray after another first down run of 12 yards to the 36. Carney's got to stiffen up here. They're coming in chunks. And that's how they came in that last drive. When they start coming in chunks for Omaha North, at some point somebody slips loose. And it's ISO. ISO. Nothing fancy, is it? No, it's exactly what Creighton Prep did last week uh, in the fourth quarter. First down and 10 at the 36. Move from the 21 to the 36 in two plays. And they'll turn and fake the handoff, wanting to throw it deep down the middle of the field. One-on-one, Johnson's open. Johnson's got it. Touchdown, Omaha North. Yeah, when you don't play with a safety in the middle of the field, and it's all run game. That was single coverage. They run the post. The post is the toughest thing to cover for a corner because the leverage is against you. No safety help there. They finally connected. It's been off the fingertips, off the fingertips. Finally connect there for North. And we talk about how they do what they do. They run run a play, run a play, and then run a play action off of it. And they had two ISOs. They faked the ISO for the third time. Uh, safety came up. Nate had to, had to play run. He typically does. And Kale Masters got beat a little bit on the inside. Nice pass and catch. And again, got ourselves a ball game, boys. Now Sarbaugh to try the extra point. 
The kick is away, and the kick is no good. He missed it wide left. It was blocked. Blocked, excuse me. Hunter Novacek once again. So Novacek getting a hand on it, and that's huge because now it's still a seven-point game, so the kicking game has been big, as we told you about, and right through the middle, I think that was Stahlberg, guys. Oh, was it? I think that was Isaiah Stahlberg that came through and blocked the extra point. Maybe Novacek. I can't see from up here. (laughs) I watched the replay, and it looks like it is Hunter Novacek. So let's let's watch it one more time. No, is, that's Stalbert, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Stalbert can block kicks. He blocks corners. He does it all right. That's Isaiah Stalbert that came yep. in there and blocked at our five points bank touchdown, a 36-yard pass from Houston Fogelstorm to Vernon Johnson, and it's 20 to 13. We'll kick it off right after this. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first on the bricks downtown. Carney for a free estimate. And the kick in the air. Carney High is going to take the short kick, bring it up the right side. Stalberg, 20-25, and he'll get his way up to the 30 and then be upended there at about the 32-yard line. So, again, short kicks equaling fairly decent field position for Carney High. They really haven't busted anything on special teams, but they haven't been stuck against their own goal line either. No, the field position has been very manageable for Carney all night, and that matters with their offense, the way they like to do things. You know, Carney would like to get something generated here and get that two-score lead again, whether it's a three-pointer or a six-pointer. First down and ten, still a lot of time. 10.48 to go here in the game. And they'll run option with Coster. He'll pitch it out here, and Maisner is going to be stuck behind the line of scrimmage. There was nothing there. Coster keeps it. He eats it. He pitches it to Maisner. Maybe he can get to the outside, but another big loss on first down of four, and it'll be second down and 14. Those of us that have recognized and watched Carney play saw that that was going to be a speed option to the left-hand side. It was almost like Omaha North had the playbook. They had a whole bunch of guys over there, a lot of speed. Now it's second down 15 or second down 14 for the Bearcats uh, on, on this drive. A little chirping on the play, so the officials <laughs> stepping up there and saying, now watch it, Coster out of the pistol. Mazner to the right, quarterback draw. This worked earlier, starts left, uses the official as a pick, hits a man at the 35, shakes him off to the 36. So it looked like it could be something big, and it's going to end up being a seven-yard gain, and it'll be third down and six to go. Make it seven to go. The problem is, is once he gets across the line of scrimmage, He's moving. He needs to stay vertical. He started to move sideways. You cannot move sideways against this defense. They're too fast. If he stays vertical, I think you see this go for a ways. Carney 20, Omaha North 13. North just hit a 36-yard touchdown pass but missed the extra point. Carney's got two touchdowns and two field goals. Coster takes the snap, drops back, little screen pass, and it's going to work to Maisner. Maisner got hit, though, kept his feet, dives for the first down. It's going to be close. Good defensive play over there by the defensive back for Omaha North. I believe that was O'Neal, but Maisner put his hand on the ground and kept it going. Full yard short. And I'll tell you what, that was well set up. Great play by Carney to set that up, Miko, but an outstanding play by the defender there. Miko just a yard short. 
Looks like he might have stepped out of bounds. They called him stepping out of bounds before the yard marker. Now it's fourth down and one. Are we going to go hard count here? Carney's got a lineup to go for it. Coster sets him down. Hard count, a little movement. Nobody jumps, steps back. Six seconds to go. You don't want to burn a timeout, but that's what the Bearcats are going to end up doing. And timeout here by Carney High. So kind of know it's coming. You hold your ground. You, you just fight temptation to snap that ball, and you know you can get it. But if you don't, then North has all the momentum. And now the Omaha North fans uh, started to make a lot of noise along the far sideline. Even though they're down, they've got to have all the confidence in the world. They've done it before. They're going to try and do it again. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. It's Kearney 20, Omaha North 13 with 9.19 to go. Looks like a punt coming up for the Bearcats when we return. Genetics first, trade second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owners at so good along with us for this Class A state football championship game. Carney High was up 10-7 at half. They took it out to 20-7. Omaha North, though, has just scored and forced Carney to give it up here on a three and out. Cannon Coster now to pump the football away. Dropping back late is Johnson, and Coster will try and boom this one. Johnson's going to let it go, and then it takes an Omaha North bounce and has to be down by the Bearcats at the 28-yard line. So that's a 30-yard punt, and it's first down and 10 here for Omaha North. And now that best defense in Class A has got to find a way to get it done. Yeah, no doubt about it. If you're a Bearcat fan, player, or coach right now, and you have heartburn, you can really point to the three times Carney's been inside Omaha North's 30 and only been able to scratch out six points. One of the touchdowns was a blocked punt. The other was a Maisner run. First down and 10 at the 27. Sarbaugh in there. They've had some big runs in this situation. He'll start off left, and Will Jorgensen will grab him from behind. But again, they're getting enough yards on first down to keep him comfortable as he's going to get about five here and bring up second down and five. Yeah, Omaha North is all about staying on schedule. And their offensive line... Their offensive line seems to be getting a hat on a hat in that 6-2 defense. They've kind of identified who they're supposed to block and and uh, eliminating some of that that penetration that Carney got early in the game first half. Left tackle Mukai Butler is down on the ground there. I don't know if it's a cramp or if they're just looking at one of the calves there. He is setting up. But our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. And now... Butler lays back down as they're working, it looks like, on that left calf. And normally I would say this, you know, favors Omaha North getting a rest here a little bit, but I think Carney could use a rest. That D-line is getting tired. The reason those same runs that didn't work in the first half are starting to work now is Omaha North is starting to lay on Carney a little bit, and those guys are getting a little bit tired, understandably so. Well, and if you're also Carney, in the back of your mind, you got to think about what Creighton Prep did to you in that fourth quarter, that second half, that fourth quarter of the game last week, and, and it just kind of wore them down a little bit. They were able to withstand that. 
put together a great drive to to win that game in the semifinals, but that has to be in the back of your mind. Omaha North, 301 yards of offense. Kearney, 178. And Omaha North completed only one pass, and that was the 36-yard touchdown on the last drive. And now it looks like what's the holdup now? Did we get a timeout called? Well, I'm not sure. There's several coaches really complaining on the north side. And Coach Martin's talking to the White Habits. Several other uh, assistants are out there, John. It's the longest timeout of all time if this is still just. Well, the team's huddled up. They might have went to commercial, Doug. So now we're ready to go. Carney 20, Omaha North 13. Second out and five for Omaha North at their own 32-yard line. But they are moving the ball now, and Sarbaugh out. Gray in as the eyeback. Fogelstrom gives it to Gray, and he will run right into the middle linebacker, Josh Ray, close to the first down marker, depending on how much of a roll they gave him. Yeah, I don't know if he ran into him or ran over him. Uh, <laughs> he's really starting to run with some thump. And they are going to say a first down here for Omaha North and move the chains. Clock will run with 8.45 to go here in the Class A championship. Houston Fogelstorm under center of the eye formation. They feed Gray again off the left side. Lee Harrington comes over and has to ride him about three yards. And it is not two and three anymore, guys. It's five, six, and seven. And for the first time, that fullback picked up that linebacker that was that was stunting that time. It was Josh Ray. Remember, they came through free twice. They held him once. And that time, the, the fullback picked him up. And uh, there's a seven-yard run on first down. And uh, Carney has taken a lot of this from them. They aren't, they aren't getting the penetration. They aren't getting their hands on the blockers. It's a lot of man-on-man blocking. Sarbaugh back in there, second and three at their own 43. Tossed to the short side of the field. Sarbaugh hitting the backfield, breaks the tackle, breaks another one, skirts free up the middle of the field, 50, 40, 30, 20. Touchdown, Milton Sarbaugh. Once again, Carney had him hemmed in but couldn't make the tackle. Yeah, they hit him three yards deep in the end zone, and he just kept his feet moving. It's what made him a 2,000-yard rusher. Tremendous play. We talked a lot about it and really threw almost three quarters where Carney handled. You know, I talked about it in the very open. My big key was Carney's got to be able to handle the pressure up front by uh, Omaha North, and they did so. And right now, that is not happening they are absolutely, uh, is Omaha North controlling the line of scrimmage. And now the all-important extra point for Sarbaugh to tie it. The last one was blocked. Here's the snap. The placement down. The kick is away, and the kick is good. And with 7.55 remaining for the third time this year, entering with a 14-pointer more deficit into the fourth quarter, Omaha North has tied or taken a lead. Here they've only tied it, and they did it in just a little more than four minutes. It's 2020 here on Classic Hits at ESPN. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Well, Carney was able to hold Omaha North for quite a while, but now 
more big plays starting to rear their head here, and it has tied this game 20-all in the Class A final is actually going to be the first one that is going to be determined here in the fourth quarter. The Bearcats have got to find some offense here. Kick is away. Short kick. Taking it on the right. Hash at the 15 is Stalbert up to the 20, 25. And he's hit across the 30 at the 33. Every return has been about the same. You could probably draw a circle at about an eight-yard area where Carney gets tackled. Well, what you need to have happen here... The best players from Omaha North have stood up and made giant plays here in this fourth quarter. You need Carney to do the same thing if they uh, want to have any shot of leaving the, leaving here with the hardware that they came here for. Omaha North almost 200 more yards of offense than Carney High has. Cannon Coster runs out with the play to get this series going. Carney's going to need more than first downs. They're going to need, as you said, points. But it's got to start with that. First down and 10, line up in a basic eye. They'll send Stalbert in motion from left to right, hand it to the right side, and it's going to be Maisner following a block from Stalbert. Then they push him forward across the 40, out to the 42-yard line. A gain of about eight and a half. It'll be second and short. And it was in the west side game that uh, Carney finally at one point changed and started running Maisner straight ahead on ISOs, and he broke a couple of those. That we haven't seen that tonight with Miko running straight ahead. Carney saw the Bearcat or the Omaha North power offense and said, "We'll see that." Stallbird led the way, I'm blocking. Jorgensen, the fullback. They'll send Stallbird in motion. Same look and play. What will they run? Toss sweep the other way. Maisner trying to get to the outside finds a little hole. Ball knocked away. He has it slide down to his hip, but he's able to contain that and get it out to the 50-yard line. For a gain of seven and move the chains here for Carney High. Yeah, he's a super young kid, just a sophomore. But so far this year in the playoffs, what we've seen from him are, are have been big fourth quarters. And he's done it, well, three of the uh, uh, four games. Uh, we've seen that out of him. Carney fans trying to make some noise below us here. The ball spotted right on the 50-yard line, left hash towards the Bearcats' sideline. Stay in the I formation. Shift Atchison from the right to the left. That usually means it's going to be headed that way. Straight up the middle is going to be number three, Miko Maisner, and he is hit, but pinballs up for about a four-and-a-half-yard gain just short of the north 45. Throughout the season, we've seen when Carney High needed a drive, they loaded up behind their offensive line and behind their fullback and ran uh, ISO, power football, toss sweep, those sort of things. That's what they're doing right now. you got to dance with the girl that brought you to the dance. Stallbird continues to split out wide to the right. Second down and a long five out of the I formation. Coster under center, got him to jump. There's an offsides, a five-yard penalty. It'll be second and inches. Yeah, that was good here. I I stay with this. It's Will Jorgensen time as much as it's uh, uh, anything else. He's a heck of a guy, big lead. Boy, old Damon Benning over there ripped his headset off when that call was made. Get the first down here. I know it's the old second uh, down and short bit. Don't don't give yourself a decision on third down. Give yourself two solid running plays here to get this first down. And once again, the best defense is keeping that ball, just driving the ball down there. Hopefully you can, you can take lead on this drive. Stallbird split out wide to the right. Quick snap. They'll hand it to Jorgensen, the fullback, and he'll have the first down to the 39. Got his two yards, and Carney High will have a fresh set of downs here. 5.55 remaining in the Class A final. 
Kearney 20, Omaha North 20. This could be your last possession. For sure, you're only getting one more, Doug, if you're Carney. This is so important here. This is the last possession where you're going to have an opportunity to drive the football. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. First and 10, I formation, Stallboard right, Obermiller left. Coster takes the snap. Pitch plays short side, Maisner finds a hole, gets to the 35, picks up four on first down. It'll be second and six. And now you see Carney running their power offense, getting four or five yards on first down, uh, something that they haven't been able to do real successfully throughout the game. And uh, give a lot of credit to that offensive line, Daniel Lundy, uh, Rowdy Melton, uh, of course, the big Harrington, of course, Payne Lytle. Yeah, Payne Lytle, all those guys doing their job, doing a great job. Will Jorgensen leading the way at the fullback position. Five minutes to go when this ball is snapped. Stalbert in motion, left to right. And they'll go that way with Maisner trying to follow him and Jorgensen. And Maisner gets close to the first down at the 30-yard line, and he is going to be just short. He needs to get to the 29. He got to the 30, a gain of five. It'll be third down and one. 4.45 remains here in this Class A final, 20-20. to 20. Yeah, this drives exactly what the doctor ordered from Carney because the other piece is it's going to be tough for Carney to stop Omaha North, I think. Omaha North kind of found their groove. This cools that offense off but puts you in a position now to score. Third down and one for the Bearcats. Coster staying under center. They'll switch Atchison to the right end. Maisner the eye back. Jorgensen the fullback. Coster straight ahead. Quarterback sneak. Yeah, I think And so. he looks like he has it off of his right guard following Trevor Payne for a Carney first down. Fresh set of downs is such a relieving feeling as a play caller. You can't even imagine what that feels like when you get a fresh set of downs uh, and you've got to make a decision in about three seconds. Carney's success on first down has really been the key to this drive. They've, they've pulled off nothing less than four yards on every single first down of this series. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what you, you're exactly right, and that's what got Omaha North back in this thing is being on schedule. First down and 10 after the two-yard gain at the North 28. They packed the box. They had it straight up the middle to Maisner. He gets hit hard as he gets to the 25, maybe stretches to the 24. Omaha North starting to lay the wood in there. Among the tacklers was Jaden Hughes. And Miko Maisner very slow getting up. But here's the thing, Doug, is just like we saw the big run get broke a minute ago on an ISO, you could see this here with Maisner. Clock continues to run, 3.30 to go in the game. A gain of four, second and six at the Omaha North 24-yard line. Two timeouts remain for the Bearcats, all three for North. Same eye formation. Coster, long count, gives it to Maisner. Up the middle, has a little bit of a scene, bounces off a man to the 22. He's going to get just two on this play, and it's going to be third and a little bit longer than we've seen this entire drive down the field. Third and four with three minutes to go. And here's what you've got to be thinking. If they don't get this first down, if it's fourth down and in, in two, do you go ahead and give a chance to kick the field goal, or do you go ahead and go for it? Yeah, 37 yarders, what you'd be looking at, assuming you ended up a yard or two short. And the, and the wind right in your face. All on the ground. Both crowds trying to get into it here. Twins to the left here. High formation, they'll send Stalbert in motion. No jet sweep. Coster takes it, pitches it left side, Maisner. Maisner, good move to the 20, to the 15. Boy, did he put a great juke mm. on it, take it to the outside. He's out of bounds at the 14. A gain of eight, 
First and 10 Bearcats, 2.30 to go. Yeah, and that's really the first time Mazner's been able to do that. He got to the edge down here, but there he got to the edge this time with guys in his face. And as you said, Doug, he put a nice little move on and was able to get to the corner. Ronnie Wells played that well, came inside, kind of got his feet stopped buzzing like you've talked about. And uh, Miko put a move on him. That's a huge play, first and 10 from the 14-yard line for the Bearcats. Not a lot of variation. Stalberg right, Obermiller to the left. Jorgensen doing the job. They give it on a fullback dive, and Will gets to the 10. Maybe his knee will be just short. It'll be a gain of four. Second down and six inside the 11. How many times have we said second down and six in this drive, guys? You just got to keep getting a push. The field condenses down here. Your DBs end up a little closer, and this 21 personnel stuff, two backs, one tight end, it gets tougher to run this down here. Gabe Hines is over on the far right of the sideline. He's got uh, one guy talking to him, but he's thinking right now, will he get a chance to win a state championship? Ball on the left hash. Stalbert in motion again, left to right, second down and six. They give it to Mazner, right side. He's hit at the 10. He falls forward to the eight, maybe stretches to the seven. It'll be third down and three. All right, so again, another third down. Feel good that they should be able to get there. It's also dead in the middle of the field. Who knows where it'll be after uh, this play, but shouldn't have a big trouble here with a field goal. My guess is Doug uh, Carney will use most of this play clock. Absolutely. Minute 30 to go, 20 to 20. Bellevue West, or excuse me, Omaha North uh, fell to Bellevue West last year, and now Omaha North trying to keep Carney out of the end zone, third and three. Stalbert in motion left to right. Coster pitched to the left side. Maisner, Maisner hit. He will not get the first down. He will barely get back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a half yard. And now Omaha North will call the timeout with a minute six remaining. Wow. Here comes decision time. A yard and a half to go, fourth down. I don't think you have a decision now. You're going to have to kick the field goal with a minute eight to go and hope that your defense doesn't allow a big play. Timeout on the field brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We'll see what Coach Cool decides to do. 108 to go in the state final. Tied at 20. We'll be right back. Daniel the Deer danced everywhere. He pranced through fields and jigged through rivers. Then he saw it. What a stage. A place no deer had dared dance before. The hood of a brand new car. Hey, my car. And the car was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Deer Dance Floor, December 1st, 2014. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 this bum. is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. Kearney is on a 13 play, 60 yard drive. They've ate 642 off of the clock. But now it comes down to a decision on fourth down. Gabe Hines won the state semifinals on the final play of the game. And now he may get an opportunity to give Carney the lead with 108 remaining. These kicks from the hashes are tough on these high school kids in the narrow uprights. I'm telling you. Hines missed a 43-yarder wide left in the second quarter, made a 24-yarder in the third, and has also made a 33-yarder on the final play of the half, and he will line up here for a 28-yard field goal. Let's see. Yeah, field goal attempt. Hines for the kick. It's on the way, and the kick hit the upright, and it is no good. 
The kick hit the left upright for Gabe Hines and is no good. And Omaha North will have it at the 20 with 1.05 to go. All knotted up. I don't care. Don't don't tell me what he kicked on all year because it doesn't matter to me, Doug. Here it is again, and I know it's how it works. That is a good field goal on a high school uh, uh, field goal post, and here it is. We're going to decide <laughs> potentially a game because – uh, we're going to kick them in a college uh, goalpost, and they're just narrower. Yeah, for those that don't know, high school goalpost, college goalpost, but again at UNK, that's what Carney plays on as it whacks the goalpost. Now Carney has to make sure Stop to contain big any big plays here. And, of course, it's Sarbaugh. He's the speedster. They hand it to him left side, gets a little hole. Ray hits him. He bounces off of him out to the 29-yard line, 59 seconds to go. It's not enough for a first down. It is a gain of nine. Two timeouts. It looks like Omaha North's going to use one right there. They had somebody doing a good job faking an injury, but we got we got a man down here on the uh, 25-yard line. Let's see who that is. Look at 70 sprint off now. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a cramp. He thinks. Yeah. Oh, good grief. Bearcats. Looks like maybe Josh Ray is got the wind knocked out of him. But what a gut punch there, guys. I mean, Gabe Hines from the high to the low to the high to the low. Well, and uh, just so di- close. just clanked it just barely inches away from giving Carney the lead. And now Carney has to hope for overtime. And, and just, that's probably probably advantage Omaha North. There is no question from the 10-yard line that is advantage Omaha North. And, you know, the holder, Braden Miller, as soon as he hit that, he put his fist up in the air. It looked like it was good the whole time. It was just turned a little bit to the left. He had done that on some, some extra points in the other field goal that, that, that was good, but, but, but uh, here's, so close. Here's what I will tell you, and it is advantage Omaha North from the 10-yard line. I do believe that. Here's where it's not. If Carney can score, Omaha North can't kick extra points. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, you could win there, just trade the touchdown. But uh, from the 10, just that battering ram offense right now. Well, and right now what Carney has to do is make sure they aren't they don't miss a tackle, miss two tackles, and give up a long touchdown run because, again, Omaha North probably cannot kick a field goal. They're going to need a touchdown, but with 59 seconds left to go, need to go 71 yards. Um, the, way, the only way they're going to do that is they break some tackles. Right, well, and the thing is that's exactly when this five, five out of six, when this streak – uh, the second year, the year they won the state championship, that's how they beat Grand Island in Grand Island. It was at the very end of the game, the last 10 seconds or so, they hit a screen pass to Strong, Calvin Strong, and down the sideline he went giant run, and that's how they beat Grand Island in the semis that year, the year they won the first state championship in 2013. Well, I think Josh Ray is done for the night, folks. I mean, he is groggy. This looks like maybe he hit his head on the turf here. And he will be helped gingerly off the field. And so, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Second and one. Omaha North at their own 29, tied with 59 seconds to go. Carney had a 20 to 7 lead entering the quarter and just missed the field goal attempt. A 23 yarder planked off the upright. Fogelstorm under center. Pitch play, Sarbaugh, left side, cuts it back, 35, breaks a tackle, 40, look out, 45, and he'll be drugged down from behind, Atchison and Kowalski, 
all the way out to the 49-yard line. Plenty of time here, 52 seconds. Clock stops with the first down. They have one timeout remaining. Storm just wants to run a play. He and makes now, you hold your breath, doesn't he? And Omaha North has another injury, Sarbaugh. But the thing is, is they were changing running backs. They, they were changing. Zan, I'm sorry. I got to call it for what it is. They did it a minute ago where a guy laid down, pretended to be hurt, and when he saw there was a Carney guy hurt, he sprinted off the field. I don't think so. I think Sarbaugh is showing a lot of anguish right here, and I don't know if it's a if it's a cramp or, or what it is, but he's not ha- happy about He doesn't want to be out of the ball. He game. was coming off the field when they were running Xander Gray on, and they got him down right on the yard line. Now we're ready to go. Clock runs. First down and 10 at the 49. Hand it off to Gray, left side, finds a crease. 45, runs into the official. 40, kicks it to the outside, and then he's going to be tackled out of bounds to stop the clock at the 38-yard line. And there he sees Andrew Gray busting up the middle and almost and breaking some tackles to get to the outside. Nate Murray and a couple guys made a nice tackle, but that's a first down for Omaha North. Uh, now they've got the ball in the uh, 38-yard line of the Carney Bearcats. 41 seconds left. Clock stops him going out of bounds. And Omaha North does have one timeout. Carney's defense is going to have to make a play. Reverse or halfback pass. Be careful here. Those are two things that would fit what they've been doing. First and 10 at the Carney 39. It's Xander Gray. Left side gets away from Harrington inside the 30 down to the 27. And enough for a first down again. Omaha North hustling up, but they actually have time. They haven't had to go away from what they're doing at any point in this game. Ball is at the 27. And Fogelstorm is just going to spike the ball. <laughs> Carney tried to come through and catch it before he spiked, before it hit the ground. I'll tell you what, Lee Harrington almost got his hands underneath the, the ball spiked right there. That was a kind of interesting play. Second down and 10. Omaha North has moved from the 20-yard line to the Kearney 27, and they've done that in 26 seconds. 33 seconds remaining in the game, tied at 20. It is Xander Gray, the eyeback. Ball on the far hash. Vogelstorm takes it, pitch play Gray, left side, clearing things out, runs over a man inside the 20, down to the 16-yard line. Another first down to stop the clock. 27 seconds to go. And it is ISO power football the whole way. You're gonna. I think you get a trick play, a pass off of this. It'll be a halfback pass or a reverse. First and 10. They spike the ball again. It'll be second and 10, stopping the clock with 25 seconds to go. Again, Omaha North. I wouldn't think they would be in any position to kick a field goal. The extra points... Distance-wise have been okay, but had one blocked, and that's why it is 20 to 20. Carney is two for four on field goals. I can't see Sarbaugh on the sidelines there. He's some, somewhere in that in that pack, but he has not been back in the ball game, and he is their kicker too. Second down, Xander Gray takes it off the left side. Big hole, 15, 10, 5, 3, 2, 1, touchdown. He just carried them all in with him. Big boy football right there, fellas. That's, that's ISO, power football, the whole way. As much as you hate to see it, you got to tip your hat to Omaha North's offense for that drive right there. Yeah, they're going to send in the kid that does the kickoffs. Yeah, they. I mean, with, when they get the ball back with 50 seconds left at the 20-yard line, they never went away from uh, the – Never the, did. That's why when it was a two-score game, I just – 
felt like Carney needed to find one more score somewhere in there. And Sarbaugh is in to try the extra point. The snap good, the kick is on the way, and the kick is good. 18 seconds remain. Three consecutive fourth quarter touchdowns for Omaha North. The Vikings 27, Carney 20. Can Carney do something on special teams? They'll need to when we come back. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. An eight-play, 80-yard drive that took 47 seconds, capped by a 17-yard Xander Gray touchdown. And for the first time tonight, since tying it in the early second quarter, so the second time tonight, Carney trails. And it's the worst time with 18 seconds to go. So Isaiah Stahlberg and Miko Maisner, will they even get an opportunity or will it be a squib? And it will be a squib at the 35, the 40, and up to the 47-yard line, down with 14 seconds to go. Bearcats' Jeremiah Hageman was an up man, and he scooped it. So Cannon Coster going to have to figure out a way to try to get this game to overtime. With two timeouts and only half the field to navigate. Got a hook and ladder? Max, maximum three plays left here for Carney. Well, here's the thing. I don't even know if you have to get too tricky. What you need to do is get the ball in Miko Mazner's hands in space, and that might mean throwing it to him, putting him as a, uh, uh, whether it's in the flat, get him the ball in space because the Omaha North's going to be way back. Carney's got to go 57 in 14. Coster in the pistol, takes the snap, swings it out here to the right, little hook and ladder that's shoved out of bounds. They threw it underneath to Obermiller. He tried to shuffle it to Miko Maisner. It goes out of bounds at the 48-yard line. They will call it a completed pass. Ten seconds to go. Now they're discussing whether it is a completed pass or not. Yeah, they may have said he didn't have it long enough. I guess I would call a football move pitching it backwards. I mean, I would say that he clearly had it enough to pitch it backwards. Called it incomplete. Yeah. So you got to put the time back up. Or no, there'd be no time. Yeah. So it'll be second down and 10. Ball still at the 43-yard out of the Bearcats. Two plays remaining. Trips to the left side. Coster rolls to the left. Gets a block from Maisner. Going to try and throw it as far as he can. He's got to let it go. Deep down the field into all kinds of coverage. The ball tipped and batted away. And there's no time left on the clock. And Omaha North has rallied from a 20-7 deficit to win the Class A state championship for the third time in the last... Six years, 27 to 20, over the Carney High Bearcats, who are going to have their only defeat of the year in the final seconds here at Memorial Stadium. Omaha North 27, Carney High 20. 
Yeah. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat. What changed in the fourth quarter again tonight for Omaha North when they had trouble finishing things on the ground throughout the game? Was it strictly wearing Kearney down? Because let's face it, they didn't have a lot of long drives in this football game. They had big run plays that continually got stopped. So if you're talking physically running them over, they didn't have many of those drives in this football game. Was there something else that attributed to the comeback here in the fourth no, quarter? No, I think I, I think Omaha North had a great game plan because I, I said it last week at Foster Field. When a lot of things can be what they are until that film gets out. Once that film gets out, you become vulnerable. And the film got out on Carney last week that just if you could pound them long enough that they could start to give some of that up. And I think Carney played an incredible football game tonight. Carney just got wore out late in that game because what beat them tonight was what almost beat them last week, and that was just that strong A and B gap run game. And those were big, tough guys to bring down tonight, kind of like you saw last week with the running back from prep. Many times that happens. Once once you have given something up, people will find a way to replicate it. And what better team to replicate it than Omaha North? That's exactly what they did. So I don't think Carney spit the bit here in any way defensively. Offensively, they got inside the 30 in that uh, first half three times and only came away with six points. Monty, uh, what uh, what happened to Carney High tonight? As well as they played, uh, they got out yarded by 216 yards in the game. Well, I, I said it. I said it early that I think Carney maybe was the most complete team in this football game. But when you have a team that can run the football uh, consistently and just grind it and wear you down over four quarters of football. We saw how many yards they were able to gain that third and fourth quarter. And, uh, and, and you have to tip your hat to Omaha North. They are what they are. They, they weren't going to change one single thing. What did they complete? One pass the entire game. And, uh, you know, Carney, it wasn't anything that Carney did from a schematic standpoint. They didn't choke. They didn't, uh, you know, you said spit the bit. You're absolutely right. They played their hearts out. They were playing with eight minutes the line of scrimmage, trying to stop that power run game. And it was just, you know, the, 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 the stronger football team in the fourth quarter won that football game. And that's really too bad for Carney High. Tip your hat to Omaha North. Brandon Cool, as usual, got his team huddled together about the 10-yard line. It didn't get very long to have a chance to say anything because of the medal presentations here. And it's just that feeling in your gut, by far the best state championship game that we had here over the weekend. And uh, when it's your team that comes up on the short end, there's just so many things. You have the lead. The field goal hits the uh, upright. And you know what, guys? That may not have made a darn bit of difference if that field goal goes in because Omaha North, the way they move that ball down the field, they were going to do it whether he made that field goal or not. One of the things I was going to say, Doug, was just that I'm glad that it didn't come down to that for that kid because it wasn't. I said at the commercial break that I didn't think Carney was going to stop him again if Omaha North got it back. I just didn't. And so I, it, this sounds silly. We all wish Carney would have won. Your heart bleeds right now for that. But I'm glad it didn't come down to that kid. This is time for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. We will run down the final stats 
and hear the trophy presentation to Carney High when we return. Two months after he got married, Ron was diagnosed with cancer. Just because of the, the type of cancer I had, it directly affected the ability to have children. This basically would eliminate any chances of having children naturally. You know, we went from the joy of getting married and starting that part, and then poof, to perspective, just completely flips. And so when I found out I was pregnant that Saturday, it was just absolutely mind-boggling. It was uh, one of the best days of my life. It made me forget about all that bad stuff that had happened. And I can't help but be incredibly proud because I never thought I'd have a chance to have a first Mother's Day or hold my baby. It just makes the love stronger. We are Ron and Kara Faber. And our son Graham was born at Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. All right, let's go ahead and take a look now at the final stats. <laughs> I'll, I'll say what I just said when we were off the air. Omaha North scored three touchdowns, and Carney had a seven-minute drive in the fourth quarter. That's amazing. I, I, I don't know that I've seen a more unusual sort of a fourth quarter. Carney High's offense did exa exactly what they needed to do on their last drive. They put themselves in position for a game-winning field goal. You know, so many times big games like this come down to one play, two play. If they would have got a, got an extra yard or, 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 or broke one more tackle, it would have made all the difference in the world. Omaha North gets the ball, and all of a sudden they just power the ball uh, down the field, and, and they make a play. So, you know, I, I just, what a, what a great game. You hate to have kids lose their last high school football game after a magical season that Carney High had. But as we're watching Brandon Cool pass out the medal to these, these kids, especially, you know, 20, 20 of these kids are first-year first starters for this team. And, and I just can't say enough about the character and the season that this uh, Carney High team has had. Well, you can tell Brandon's disappointed as well because a lot of these low numbers, Masters, Stalbert, Maisner, Murray, Coster, Obermiller, Bean, who was out with injury, Novacek, I mean, Braden Miller, these were all starters and contributors, and it's almost like he's given a concussion when he hugs them. He's really given them a big hug around the head, and he knows how close this group uh, came to winning a state title when nobody, I mean, they. I think they were put number 10 just so somebody from outstate Nebraska would be ranked in the top 10 in the preseason rankings. Yeah, here, I mean, the biggest thing in this deal with Omaha North first, Doug, is they kept their composure. When it got to be 20-7 to 7 in the past, They've kind of got off kilter. They did tonight in this fourth quarter. It's just not unusual to them. In the last five years, they've done it so many times. I, I, unbelievable, you know, uh, how they've done it. When, when you look at Carney, just to what you just said about cool, I think it's, it's really important. It, 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 is, it is really tough, Doug. When, when you bleed with them, you get them to dream. They dream for you and with you, and it goes away. One of the things that uh, Coach Larry Martin, Omaha North class guy, congratulations to him, said in, the, in, in, in your interview was he talked about the difference in this team. Not they were better or any worse than last year's team, but they had faced adversity. They had had some res resiliency that they had to overcome. You mentioned it in the broadcast several different times. were two different games. They came from 14 down to win in the fourth quarter. They didn't get frustrated. They didn't uh, lose their composure. They did a lot of those things that you have to do to be a state championship team. And last year, they 
they never had to come from behind. They were always so far ahead. They never even had to worry about that, and it kind of hurt them in the state final last year. Let's take a look at some of the final stats here. First off for Omaha North. On the ground, Milton Sarbaugh, 20 carries, 235 yards and a touchdown. Xander Gray, 25 carries, 173 yards and the game-winning touchdown. Vernon Johnson, the one carry was on the first uh, touchdown of the game, a five-yard touchdown, and Fogelstrom, one carry for zero yards. 47 rushing attempts, 413 yards in the game for Omaha North. They only completed one pass. Ironically, that was Fogelstrom hooking up for Vernon Johnson, who had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown for 36 yards. He was also one of 10 with an interception. 413 on the ground, 36 through the air, 449, the most yards Carney has given up all year long. They were... 21st downs, 2 of 8 on 3rd, 2 of 4 on 4th. Penalties, 4 for 28 in the game on uh, Omaha North. Turnovers, they had 3, fumbled it away twice, and the 1 interception. For Carney High, Cannon Coster, 16 carries, 92 yards. Miko Maisner, 19 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Will Jorgensen, 2 carries, 6 yards. Matt Studi, 3 carries, 2 yards. 40 carries, 165 yards on the ground. Through the air, Cannon Coster put it up 15 times, completing eight of those for 68 yards. He had one interception. Uh, Miko Maisner, two catches for 20. Obermiller, two for 16. Stalberg, two for 13. 165 on the ground, 68 through the air, 233 yards of total offense. Again, there was just the one offensive touchdown. They had the one block punt that Stalberg scooped and scored on. Carney High didn't have a penalty in the ball game. They had 14 first downs. They were 6 of 12 on third. They did not have to go for it or didn't go for it on fourth down. And they did have two turnovers, a fumble, and an interception. Taking a look at the defensive statistics here in the ball game for Carney High, Nathan Murray had nine total tackles to lead the way, six solo. Isaiah Stalbert and Hunter Novacek each had eight. Lee Harrington had seven. Josh Ray had six. And then you go over to take a look at Omaha North and Cantrell Mumphrey, 13 tackles, 10 of them solo. Marquis Siegel, 11 tackles. And Cyrus Pittman had 10 tackles in this football game. And those are a look at some of the final stats. Let's take a look at our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. This game started with Carney High receiving the ball at the 27, picked up a first down, ended up having to pump the ball away to the 28. With the first play of the game offensively for Omaha North was a 60-yard run that Sarbaugh took down to the Carney 12, but they did not score. They eventually were able to score the second time around on a five-yard reverse on fourth and fourth. The five, Vernon Johnson took it in. Sarbaugh made the kick, made it 7 to nothing, 132 to go in the first quarter. Carney High would respond as they took over at the 47 and uh, threw an interception. That didn't work out so well as C.J. Payne picked it off. That was the uh, lone interception tonight for Cannon Coster, but uh, that was deep in Carney territory. They ended up blocking a punt. Hunter Novacek blocked the punt. Isaiah Stalberg had a two-yard return. Gabe Hines made the kick 7-7 with 9.26 to go in the first half. Hines missed a field goal from 43 yards out wide left at the 5.16 mark, but then after a Nathan Murray interception at the 34-yard line, they were able to march it down, and Hines hit a 33-yard field goal on the final play of the half, and Carney was up by a score of 10-7. Let's hear Rich Broderson present the trophy to Carney High here. Here is the 2017 NSAA Class A State Football Butter-Up 
Well, that's something that Kearney doesn't have. They don't have a state runner-up trophy. They have one now. They wanted a second state championship trophy. Continuing on with our scoring wrap, after a 20-yard punt on the first possession for Omaha North to start the third quarter, Kearney High was able to get another field goal, a 24-yarder from Hines to go up 13-7 with 8-20 remaining here in the uh, championship third quarter. And then Thad Huber covers a fumble at the north 29-yard line. They cap off that 29-yard drive just a couple of minutes later, a 15-yard run from Miko Maisner. Hines makes the kick, and Kearney is up 20-7 with 5.59 to go. Then Kearney makes another stop as on fourth and five at the Bearcat 35, the Omaha North Vikings could not get the first down. Kearney's in good shape, up 20-7 to seven with the ball. But that changed, obviously, in the fourth quarter. On the uh, first minute, 10.51 to go in the fourth, Fogelstrom hooks up with Vernon Johnson for the only completed pass of the ball game from 36 yards. Stalbert came in to block the kick, so it made it 20-13. to 13. But then the next possession, it is Milton Sarbaugh busting away a 56-yard touchdown to complete a 73-yard drive. We're tied at 20 with 7.55 to go. That's where Carney puts together that 6-minute and 50-yard drive. The 23-yard field goal hit the left upright with 108 remaining. That's where Omaha North took over at the 20-yard line and was able to march the ball down the field in 50 seconds. Xander Gray, a 17-yard run. And by the way, they went those 80 yards with no pass plays. Every play was a run play capped by Xander Gray's 17-yard run with 18 seconds to go, 27-20. Carney got uh, got the ball uh, up to the 43-yard line, but uh, the Hail Mary ends up being batted away. Omaha North, 27 Carney 20, our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And just like that, the 2017 fall season is over, as we always do. I want to say a big thank you to all the coaches and the athletic directors and the sponsors that allow us to do uh, our job here. And we hope you enjoyed the game tonight. We appreciate that you listen to it here on KKPR-FM Carney Classic Hits 98.9 and ESPN 1460 Carney ESPN 1550 in Hastings. What a run by the Carney High Bearcats. And our final thoughts now, Monty Kratzenstein, uh, your final thoughts on the Bearcats. Well, it was a pleasure watching them all season long because, again, you know, it's so so fun to watch a team improve and develop and grow as, as each game goes along. Um, Nobody expected, as you mentioned from the very beginning, and and to get down to Lincoln, what a tremendous accomplishment! And I don't, you know, everybody is really sad right now. It's it's you know a, an emotional moment, but um, when these kids look back on it uh, as as they get older, and even even soon, they'll look back on it and say, what a tremendous experience that they've had. What a great team. These guys will be a lot of these guys will be brothers, and there'll be a brotherhood for for their entire life. And you gotta give a lot of respect to the players. You got to give a lot of respect to the, to the coaches who have done a tremendous job and they represent the, the, the city of Kearney very well and the whole entire central Nebraska. So hats off to them. And then also a tip of the cap to Omaha North who, who played an outstanding game and deserves a state championship. Yeah. And just to mention, I think a lot of people would not, that, that loss to Pius in the final game of the regular season, I think a lot of people would have had Omaha North number one, and they might've been the number one seed had they won that game. Larry? Yeah, well, and actually, Pius, you know, uh, uh, did everybody in Class A because that threw a wrench in that bracket. And, uh, you know, 
The number one seed was Carney. They got to stay home. Uh, but as far as the 2017 football season, Doug, it was as interesting a football season uh, top to bottom as we've had in, in this state for a while. Starting in the 2018 season, things are going to be very hairy. People are going to be playing each other that we haven't done in a long time. And so clearly looking forward to the future. Congratulations to Coach Cool. He does a fabulous job. If you think this is the last time that Coach Cool will coach on this field, I'd say you're crazy. He'll find a way to get it done. Uh, that is for sure. So uh, thoroughly enjoyed um, uh, this season, both as a coach and uh, working with you. You know, we did uh, 12 games, if you can believe that, here in the last uh, couple of weeks. And a week from Saturday, we'll be on Matt's side doing some wrestling. Well, Larry, Monty, appreciate it all. Don't forget there'll be photos up on PlatteRiverPreps.com. want to thank our chief photographer for taking care of that as well. A great season, and it comes to an end here tonight. Omaha North scores three times in the fourth quarter to rally for a 27-20 victory over Kearney. You've been listening to the New West Sports post-game show. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Have a great Thanksgiving, and don't forget our Husker Lunch tomorrow uh, kicks off at noon at Cunningham's. For our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, Monty Kratzenstein, Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us for the Class A State Final, Omaha North 27, Kearney 20. Proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com. The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture.